the future. The polar ice caps have melted, covering the Earth with water. Those who survived have adapted to a new world. Mark's over there, like, what the what's fuck? Going on? <laughs> <laughs> what's going on, you guys? All right, yeah, not much, man. Just chilling. So, uh, for you listeners out there, we have a guest today. Uh, one of my oh, good yes, buddies yeah, yeah. from high school, and we're, we're both working on something that we're not going to talk about just yet. Yeah. What's up, guys? Um, Mr. Mark Williams. So, thanks thank for joining you, us. Thank you very Welcome much. to the show. Welcome to Cue the episode applause, please. thirty. I don't Shame. Uh, do we do not. We don't. Oh man, that'd be we, fun. I think we used mm. to, but I, I kind of got rid of them. Got rid of them all. Yeah, because mm. I need all, you know, eighteen channels for all. Yeah, <laughs> for, for the our clip action and our music, and I mean, we get the. I hope you get the oh my god button ready because I got lots of those for you, man. All right. Well, you just let me know because I have to go back and make sure I have it. We do you have. Can't a, just like have it queued up and just be like, it's. It, well, he the, said something cool. Whoa, whoa, whoa! That was weird. It just went it? all glitchy on me. Don't do that. No, okay. I, ha- I have it. Oh my god! I have it right here. Okay, cool. But but if I move forward to my other tabs, I have uh-huh. to push it back and then hit it again. So if we're like forward ahead, sometimes you like I say see. it. It's like a two-step I process. I see. I see. So Mark, usually we kind of kick it off. By the way, hi everybody. Hello. Uh, welcome Howdy. back to the podcast. Absolutely. Duck and the Usher. And uh, we, we usually stick it off. Like, did you watch anything recently? Yeah, man. Movies? What are you What are you spinning? Oh, recently I've kind of gotten into the anime kick. Anime kick, nice. Yeah, they, right. they have a lot classics of, or like more <clears throat> modern stuff. Classics, uh, Rurouni Kinshin. You know, I thought it was good, like a really excellent, um, like shonen, uh, fucking, you know, uh, like ancient Chinese and Japanese like fighting, okay, styles and whatnot, and uh, you just like kind of different things that are going on in the era of that you know film were just interesting. Uh, anything that you know has to do with history, you know, when it comes to entertainment, you know, I just find fascinating. It's like how did they portray that, and also kind of seeing it. But from this a is this, this is like an anime. Yeah, the Rurouni Kitchen. It's um in the Meiji era okay. of of Japan, uh, right after the uh, feudal lords were basically overthrown. There was a, a giant like civil war, and it became um, from you know the shogunates, the samurai, pretty much running everything to the imperialists. And this is also about the time that. Um, you know, rifles and uh, black powder weapons were you know introduced to the continent, um, and they started kind of taking on more of a, a a Western approach to civilization and culture and whatnot. And you know, with the expansion of uh, the British Empire and also the American Empire at the time. Is this, this is, all... is, is this on like Netflix or something? You can find it on Hulu. On Hulu, nice. mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, it's really good. Very fascinating. Um, you know, kind of right. just like the clashing of two different worlds, like the old versus the new, and yeah. you know, the remnants of the old holding on to the past and, and trying sure. to reestablish it. Um, but, the, but in yeah. terms of like the animation style, is it like still kind of like immediately recognizable? It's like, oh, it's, it's anime. Oh, yeah, it's like 90s. Okay, cool. Yeah. So like All the right. high, gotcha. What about you, uh, Fish? You watch anything or something? Yeah, man. I took in a bunch. Um, let's see. Uh, right, right off the top of my head, I can think that I watched Lords of Chaos. Uh, it was just that movie about the early 90s black metal scene in uh, Norway, which tells the story, albeit kind of exaggerated, about the murder of Euronymous at the hands of Varg Vikernes. Uh, 
and the church burnings that happened in 92, mm-hmm. Varg's subsequent uh, arrest and, and uh, life sentence to prison, which in Norway is only 15 years. Hmm. But I think he served 21 because he escaped twice <laughs> and went back in, produced a couple <clears throat> albums while he was in there. Uh, and if you know the story about like you know uh, the new wave of or the second wave of black metal or true Norwegian black metal, um, that story I think everybody knows. But this movie was done by Jonas Ackerlund, who did that movie Polar and Spun, and like a fuckload of other. I like music Polar. Videos. That's the one with Mads, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's him. He did this one, so it's it's all it's full of like references of uh, you know classic metal, new wave of British heavy metal, hmm. Norwegian black metal. Uh, it's a pretty brutal, and a lot of people. It gets real stabby uh, near the end of the movie. I left a little quack review up on our Duck and the Usher Facebook page. I think I saw you do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's on there if anyone wants a quick little blurb of what I thought of it. But that's what I watched, and I watched uh, a random. I was just randomly searching through Hulu, and I found one called The Sender from Roger Christian, who did. Uh, I'm blanking on the other movies he did, but uh, it was had. Um, Paul Freeman in it who played Belloc. Oh yeah. In, yeah, uh, I saw you Raiders. Put, I saw you post yeah. that also. And then I just realized that he was the reverend with the fucking two guns in Hot Fuzz and he was also Ivan Ooze. I've known that one for, for many Power Rangers, yeah. Ivan so I was like, "Oh, this is all really cool." Yeah, I feel like you guys watch like these like really deep fucking movies. I watched uh What you watch? <laughs> Yeah, like I Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking watching <laughs> Japanese cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> with with a deep meaning yes. of the story. Yeah, yeah I'm trying getting, to find meaning in it all. I think I I think I do well, you I know? watched uh <laughs> Days of Future Past. So I think I'm I think I'm going to rewatch yeah. all the X-Men movies. Soon. It's on it's on uh it's Disney Plus yeah. now. So yeah. Let's do that. I think I'm going to rewatch all of them. Uh, and then I watched one called The Way Out. That was kind of interesting. It was more of like a World War II thing when I was on a little kick. The Way Out? The Way Out. It came out like 2010. It's okay. Jim Sturgis, Ed Harris, Colin oh. Farrell. It's like they're escaping from a Russian prison camp. It's based the on Way Back. The Way Back. Yeah, Sorry, that's it. The I Way Back. That Sorry about that. Sturgis and is good. I like him. It was great. It was. I felt like it could have been longer, but it's based mm-hmm. on a true story of like guys mm-hmm. who escaped from like fucking... Uh, what is it like the not Stalingrad but uh, Leningrad or Auschwitz or? it's it's in Russia like the, oh, okay. like the the, the, the Arctic it's like the fucking Arctic of oh, Russia back from yeah. the, the Siberia yeah, Siberia there, you go. there it is yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they travel from Siberia all the way well, to there's three of us yeah. here <laughs> <laughs> yeah. with our powers combined yeah right. uh, they travel from Siberia all the way to India and they walk the entire way so it's really Holy interesting shit. and any, anything with that yeah. Harris in it I fucking love yeah. even Milk Money Fucking, you know what? Somebody somebody was talking about Ed Harris on like Last Exit the other day, and like you don't really see too many like leading roles from him. He's really good, and he's he's a legendary actor. But like other than The Abyss, I can't think of him in a leading role. Can you? Milk Money. Milk Money. Okay. Uh, what else? Uh, I've seen that one. You never seen Milk yeah, Money? Never nah, seen dude. That one oh, oh whoa. I don't know. I bet that's podcast. Dude, that's a great. It's a comedy. <laughs> We're stopping it right now. Oh, We're well, go Milk watch Money milk doesn't money. sound like a drama. Like, no, it's it's lie. a comedy. It's about a little kid who Ed Harris in a comedy. Yeah, he has a kid, and uh, he the kid basically wants to see boobies, so he saves up his milk money <laughs> okay. and finds a prostitute to nice. flash him. And then he finds out like the pros- the prostitute <laughs> like the double saves meaning up there. his milk yeah. money. Yo, yeah, money. Yeah, money. Literally, yeah. <laughs> nicely done. Yeah. And uh, he, uh, Wonderful. yeah, and he ends up like t- the prostitute ends up like sleeping in like the kid's uh, fucking like bunk bed. Like, no, like treehouse. Oh, okay. And then she, you know, nice Ed, digs, kid. Ed Harris is like a, is like the <laughs> it, they fall in love. It's like a romantic comedy. It's fun. I can't believe seen oh, milk yeah, money. Sounds yeah. a lot of fun. Sounds it is fun. Yeah. I'll, I'll, all right. Anyway, talking of fun. Yeah. Our movie today. Yeah. 
is from 1995, Waterworld. Waterworld. Uh, the weird thing I do want to say is on online it says the the movie is two hours and fifty six minutes. The one that I watched two on, hours and fifteen minutes. No, I saw fifty six minutes. There are three versions. There are of three this versions. Movie, which the one, I will cover. We'll, yeah. I watched the theatrical version. Yes, the two hour okay. fifteen minute. I yes. think that's the one that we all watch because it's on Hopefully. Amazon. Yeah. yeah, hopefully. Otherwise, we're like, I don't yeah. remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it got a 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 46% on Rotten Tomatoes. Some interesting stuff. Uh, a lot of people said that this movie went over, was a bomb. It kind of was. It, it kind of was. It yeah. went over budget. The budget was $175 million, mm-hmm. but here's where it kind of flopped out because right. domestic box office, it only made $88 million. And then international, yeah. and international, it only made $176 million. So you put that together, it only made about $1.5 uh, what it was. We must have different sources for our numbers, but I'll, uh, I'll, I'll... I went to the actual numbers. Okay. TheNumbers.com, mm. which right. does all that stuff. Heard that. Uh, nominations. It was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Sound. It was also nominated yeah. for a BAFTA for Best, uh, best Special Effects. Uh, director Kevin Reynolds. Um, he also did Prince of Thieves and County Monte Cristo. Yeah. And uh, there were two yeah. writers. The David... Tui. Tui. The only one I really knew was The Fugitive. And Peter Rader. Yeah, Peter Rader I couldn't really find much of. I found a whole bunch about both of those guys, and gotcha. I can't wait to tell you about it. Well, do you want to tell us about it now, or do you want yeah. us to jump in? I got, okay. I got a yeah, beginning you seem pretty excited about yeah. setup. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. see this whole entire fish has fish has a fucking full. like college like, ruled notebook that's like twenty seven like pages, ten page essay, something all about oh, this movie, homie. Yeah, hey, I got one page. Dude, you really of need crinkled notes. <laughs> you, really, you really need a computer. Oh well, yeah, I do. <laughs> I know. I handwrite all this stuff, and I yeah. get like I get. I don't know. It's it's kind of fun for me. It's. You know, it's therapeutic. I, you know, chill. I put some music on. You know, when I'm doing the research. Yeah, it's exactly what I listen to. <laughs> 30s, you know, 1920s ragtime music. I never knew the time. <laughs> and, you know, I just a little, 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 and a little cigarette, and I'm good, and I'm chilling, and I'm productive, and it's cool because I go down these, like, rabbit holes with various sources, and I like to compile all the important stuff into a co- cohesive and concise sort of story that I can that I can lay out and won't be so boring. So let's get this road on the show. Uh Waterworld is a uh nineteen ninety five American post apocalyptic film directed by Kevin Reynolds, as you've mentioned, co written by Peter Rader and David Tui. I used to pronounce it Twohe. Yeah, this is the way it's spelled. Tui, yeah. Uh the film is set in a distant future where the polarized cap has melted and the sea level has risen so high it covers nearly all land save for a mythic lost land few have seen. Uh, starring and produced by Kevin Costner in one of two post-apocalyptic flops from the same decade with The Postman coming out in 1997. In fact, in 1983, before his rise to stardom, Costner would appear in a film produced by PBS series American Playhouse that would eventually be released by Paramount Pictures as a film called Testament, where a small suburban town near the San Francisco Bay slowly collapses following a nuclear war that destroyed outside civilization. So he has a penchant for uh, post-apocalypse movies. Yeah, then westerns. Yeah, and, and political baseball. thrillers and baseball yeah. and other sport movies, draft day, tin cup, <laughs> yeah. American flyers. Uh, and yeah, I, I love Kevin Costner, actually. Um, <clears throat> so Costner stars as the nameless mariner, a wanderer crisscrossing the globe on his trimaran or a double outrigger, which originated from the double outrigger hulls of the Austronesian cultures of of maritime Southeast Asia. 
Uh, <laughs> Why is Southeast Asia? <laughs> that was just a bonus Zach fact for you right there. I just wanted, I wanted you to have that. He's gotten better. He's gotten yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the most expensive movie ever made at the time, Waterworld was released to mixed reviews with some positive points being praised. No way. The, f- the most expensive? At the time. At the time. time. Uh, yeah, the time. And, it was, and then it was beaten beat by it Titanic. Out. Titanic. Yeah. Titanic beat it out. two years later? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Or about, yeah, however long. Math that. Get your calculators ready, ducklings. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so some of the positive points uh, were praise for the futuristic setting, but most of the critical um, points were on its performances. And kind of, kind of, Costner was a little wooden in this. I'll be honest. Uh, it did not recoup its budget, um, but later became profitable because of video sales. And I'm not sure how entirely true that is because you did make a point about the money. And I have an, uh, something else I read as well. Uh, the film's release was accompanied by a novelization and a video game. A bunch of video games for various platforms. One for the Virtual Boy. Wait, hold on. So they made the movie and then did a novelization? No. The the release was accompanied by all these other media, multimedia. Gotcha. Yeah, because because I have like I have like the, I have like the Hook book that was written right. by like a famous author. But he okay, I gotcha. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. So. Um, so yeah, the video game was released for the Virtual Boy, which in itself was a flop. Also, SNES, Genesis, Saturn, PC, Game Boy, and all, all of them for all of those. It's like, damn it, you're laying on too many facts. Were flops. Once. Like, <laughs> how did the movie make you feel? Man? Oh, oh, I'm like, getting, there. getting there. He's getting there. He's getting there. <laughs> He's getting there Mark. We'll talk about the movie. When we talk about the movie. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. think all this stuff on the periphery is pretty fun yeah. too. Mark's 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 new to the podcast, so true, true. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, he gets through that, and then we walk through it. Yeah. <laughs> So the Virtual Boy release was actually the worst of that console's entire library. So that whole console was a piece of shit. Remember the Virtual Boy? Yeah, yeah. You walk, no. put it around your eyes. Yeah, it's exactly. Just red it, was, it was fucking horrible. On black. Well, this was particularly bad. All the games were bad, but this was also the worst of that whole library. Well, you're taking you're taking a shitty film and then turning it into a shitty <laughs> game, so it's going to be double shitty. This movie's suck. <laughs> Infected everything okay. it touched. Uh, there's also uh, theme, three themed attractions at Universal Studios Hollywood, Singapore, and Japan called Waterworld, A Live Sea War, Spectacular, all of which are still running as of 2020. I heard, I heard that show is really cool. And really? we don't get one here, no. for fuck's sake. No, huh? the, in Universal Studios Orlando, we didn't get a show, but back in the day, you could see the catamaran or whatever it was. The Trimaran? Yeah, you just walk over a bridge, it was sitting there. Yay. Uh, the film was written by David Tui, who would also do the Riddick film franchise. Uh, he also wrote and directed some other movies, including The Fugitive, The Arrival, one of my favorites, G.I. Jane, Terminal Velocity, and his first movie, Critters 2, The Main Course. <laughs> He's currently working on Furia, which is Riddick 4. Uh, co-writer Peter Rader had also worked on a number of projects, including Universal Studios' Theme Park Adventure, a 2001 video game for the GameCube as part of the Waterworld concept as well as the TV movie Escape to Witch Mountain in 1995 with a very young Elizabeth Moss. That, was, also, that was the remake, right? Not the original? Uh, original? I don't, when was the OG? In the 80s? No, I think the uh, the original Escape from Witch Mountain, I think that was like 60s, wasn't it? I have 70s, no idea. Maybe? He did the 1995 yeah, teleplay oh, okay. that had Elizabeth Moss in it, who's now on Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Um, he also directed a couple films of his own. One is the 1988 film Grandmother's House, which is a, I believe it's a horror flick, horror thriller, and the 1990 film uh, Hired to Kill with Shao Kahn actor Brian Thompson in the lead. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) always a funny man, Brian Thompson. I kind of think that uh, Waterworld and the Riddick universe would make a good crossover. 
Really? Like what? What if that's the leftovers? Because you don't hear from Earth; they're off in the. I was never. I was never a huge fan of Riddick. I thought it had some strong points, but I really think it's dragged down by Vin Diesel and his overacting. Like uh, I'm a sucker for sci-fi epics, and that mm. one had some things that I liked. I like the world building. Pitch oh. Black was an amazing sci-fi yeah, horror. I agree, know? and it was, it kind of out somewhat outside. No, I, I liked that Riddick. one, but I just didn't the sequels. Uh, <clears throat> I wasn't too right, too friendly with. Mm-hmm. Um. So our director is Kevin Reynolds, as you pointed out, who has directed some actually some really great films, uh, like Red Dawn in 1984, that really put him on the map, and the Spielberg-produced Fandango in 1985, where he met Kevin Costner, and they'd begin a long friendship. Fandango. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking Silverado. Never mind. Uh, he, there, there's connections. To the, wasn't Costner in that one? Silverado? Yeah, he, yeah, he's in Silverado. That's why I was like, no, it's different. So Reynolds, <clears throat> excuse me. Here he'd meet Costner, they'd begin a long friendship, and Reynolds would be on, uh, would actually be on the set for Dances with Wolves as an uncredited second unit director, um, advising Costner behind the scenes on some of the things he was, because it was Costner's uh, directorial debut, mm-hmm. and uh, so his buddy was second, there, second unit. someone there to help him out, but he was also uncredited. Uh, next, Reynolds would uh, cast Costner in the lead for his next movie, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Which is... The uh, the best Kevin Costner film ever made, personally, in my mind, I think it's the best thing yeah. Costner's done. Well, the more I think about, uh, I don't some know, other JFK, you JFK, know, the Untouchables, the Untouchables. I don't know. I just I love Prince of Thieves compared to um, this. So, <laughs> compared to the movie we're talking about, yeah. it's on Robin Hood, <laughs> Prince of Thieves, where Costner and Reynolds would start to have creative differences, uh, and it would also lead to their reluctance to work with each other again on Waterworld. Um, Costner was also the un- also would get an uncredited second unit director credit for Robin Hood working again with Homeboy, and that's why they they were button heads because they both have creative ideas and so, they thought they had control. Why the fuck did he hire him for Waterworld? That makes no sense. Well, check it out. Mm-hmm. Costner would then produce Red Reynolds' 1994 film Rapa Nui, which is about uh, Easter Island uh, uh, tribes. Okay. Jason Scott Lee was in it. Mm. Not a well received movie either. Costner then brought on Reynolds to direct Waterworld, uh, but they were reluctant, but it ended up kind of like reconciling their differences to do it anyway. But midway through filming, many problems had amassed and creative tensions were on the rise. It was rumored that after a giant row with Costner, Reynolds walked off the film near the end of post-production, leaving Costner to supervise the finish of the editing. They apparently stopped uh, speaking for a while as well. Kevin Reynolds was later quoted saying, Kevin should only star in movies he directs. That way he can work with his favorite actor and his favorite director. Yeah, I read that. It's a good nice one. little jab. <laughs> yeah. Reynolds would also direct the thriller 187 with Sam Jackson in his first top build leading role, The Count of Monte Cristo and Tristan and Isolde in 2006. The Count of Monte Cristo is a great <clears> fucking film. It's real good. Reynolds and Costner would reunite one more time for commentary track on the extended edition DVD of Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and would direct Costner again in the History Channel miniseries Hatfields versus Hatfields and McCoys in 2012. In 2013, Reynolds was hired as director for an unofficial sequel to The Passion of the Christ called The Resurrection of Jesus Christ, a mystery thriller told from the perspective of a Roman tribune ordered to investigate rumors of the risen Jewish Messiah titled, retitled rather, Risen. It was released in 2016. His last movie. I want to see that because Passion of the Christ, like Mm -hmm. the, uh, you just knew what the ending was. Yeah. So this one, I I want to kind of always. Yeah. I want to see like Jesus fighting Nazis or something like this is going to be fun. 
Time uh, traveling and so Jesus. That's, Imagine that. That's all the stuff I have for you at the beginning. And I do have an intermission story where I'll talk a little bit more about the writers and some of the influences that led to the creation of this giant dog turd. Gotcha. Well, sir, I give you an A+. Plus. Um, that was a fantastic essay you had there. I think probably the most comprehensive thing we have um, involving Waterworld. Yeah, I mean, there's pre- more, homie. Pre- pretty much. I mean, you could summarize this whole mo- whole movie. It, you know what? Here, I'm going to summarize the whole movie for you right now. Oh, see, that's it. Was that it? The, was yeah, that no. it? Okay. And we're out. No, our beginning clip. It, like it, it, pretty much. So I, I try to get as many clips as I could. Okay, that would. <clears throat> Because uh, the good, the fun thing is the Dennis Hopper <laughs> clips. Those yeah, are the Hopper is the best. Like um, just like in Mario, he's like chewing scenery and having a good time. <laughs> so we start out, and it's a little weird watching it on uh, like Prime because I don't think this is supposed to happen. Maybe it did in the theaters. What's that? But you get the Universal logo. Yeah, and then you get another Universal logo, which goes into the movie, which is part of the movie. Okay, yeah, that was definitely just a prime thing. Yeah, this is a prime thing. Their like, logo was, gimmick, they do that a lot. Yeah, and I'm like, you know, it's the same thing with Indiana Jones and the Paramount uh-huh. logo right. or whatever, you know. Um, so we have that intro narration clip that you heard at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. The polar ice caps melted, everything fucking yeah. flooded, right? Which, which water world actually wouldn't happen if ice caps did melt, would only rise a couple hundred feet. Yeah, no, it would yeah. really still catastrophic. It was like thousands, and thousands of feet depicted in the film. Yeah, oh like yeah, skyscrapers are fucking. You yeah, know, no, it's, it's someone someone turned on the faucet, you know. That's what happens, kids, the, when you the, leave the, the faucet the, on. No, it was right. the wet bandits, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> We're now the sticky bandits. Oh, all right. Uh, so we meet Kevin Costner, the Mariner. So Because right. I, I couldn't remember his name, so I just kept writing down Kevin Costner, which he should have just been himself. That would be great. Yeah. He really had no name. And, and there really is. Yeah, no, it's just, just the Mariner. The yeah. Mariner. There is no indication of what year it could be, but there was uh, a production designer, Dennis Gassner, uh, an Did interview. He Say what it was that said they were kind of putting it in 2500. Okay, which yeah. coincidentally happens to be the same year or around about the same timeline as Serenity and Firefly. Oh, okay. really? Yeah, there because go. there was a final minute, last minute writer that came in by the name of Joss Whedon. I know no one's ever heard of him Who to do some rewrites on this script. Toss, Toss Whedon, Toss, uh, it's Whedon. Ju- Jess, Juice, Toss, Juice, 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 Juice hard on. <laughs> Juice hard on. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and you know, like our first scene, what, what what always makes a great movie is seeing Kevin Costner's ass right at the very beginning. Yeah, right away. He's, he's peeing, he takes a piss in a jar, and then he pours his jar, and it's what is it, the old Dana Carvey joke? He pours it into a Mr. Coffee, boom, and he gets there's taster's water. Choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, wasn't that the joke? He's like, that's not how it works. You don't pee into a Mr. Coffee and get taster's exactly. choice. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, from his old that, 90s yeah. special. Yeah. Um, Let's see here. He, yeah, uh, he's got a the, lime tree. Yeah, he yeah he's got a little lime tree. Uh, so so he kind of he drinks a little so bit. Limes of, are still in existence. Well, yeah, I think most vegetation is. It's just hard. It's to, just hard to find it. Yeah, hard. To and get I it. think the reason he chose limes is because if you're living out in the water, you got to protect yourself yeah. from scurvy, right? Vitamin yeah, C. he got to have the vitamin C. True that. Well, he should have he should have had some fucking broccoli, right? Mm. Well, I mean, whatever he has get the most vitamin C on it. Let's see here. Oh, he he kind of dives into the water. And he, he sets up this little timer, so you kind of get this little little thing that, oh my God, he can hold his breath for fucking forever. Yeah, he's kind of got this rigged contraption with these little marbles yeah, that and, would slowly and when the, feed yeah. in like a, like an egg timer. Yeah, and then when it hits, it like pulls him up, so he's not down there yeah. forever. Yeah. Um, but another boat, so while he's down in the water, you see hands 
like out of nowhere, just go and they take his fruit. Take his fruit. Yeah. So he pops up and he sees this. He sees this other boat. I have a little clip. It was a sail by fruiting. I have a little clip of Kevin Costner and the the other boat is what I'm calling it. Okay. So here we go. Oh, real quick. They speak a different language in this. It's Hindi. Yeah, it's Hindi, but there's also uh, what was it? Uh, something in Greek. Later, it's pro, uh, Portuguese. Yeah. Portuguese. Yeah, Portuguese. Yeah. So that, that was a real creative concept. Yeah, Portuguese. Portuguese. Right. Here it is. are producing a good grade of pots in these days. Cost you a handful of dirt, or maybe that wind chime. What are you doing here? Just waiting. Take your hand off the sail. Take it off. I've seen your boat before. Haven't seen you. Took it legal. Previous owner was dead and a dealer when I found it. You had another hour before I created it up again. <laughs> Just improving my means. Well, I owe you then. No thanks. I got all the supplies I need. Just came from an atoll. Eight days east if you're interested. Two drifters meet. Something needs to be exchanged. I know the code, but I'll give you this one for free. Nothing's free in Waterworld. Smokers. Just enough wind to get away, please. Forget the bag. It's not worth it. You'll never make it with your sails down. Hey! <laughs> well, so you find out there's these people called smokers, which is smokers. pretty much like your Mad Max bad guys type of deal. Yeah. Because uh, this really is Mad Max on water. And did you notice that mm. these dudes literally are smoking all of them? All the time. Cigarettes. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, how, I think, how many cigarettes were on that? Dude, I, I think I even had that clip where Deacon, like, yeah. hey, you want a cigarette? I have that clip. Yeah, yeah. Off the kid. It, <laughs> That's right, because he was like driving through, like throwing them out like the Joker with money and Gotham. Yeah, right? He's just, right. Yeah, just as my, he's my, driving through. Yeah, minus the, <laughs> minus the fun <laughs> print song. <laughs> cigarettes, like it's dollar bills to the people. Yeah. You know? And it's like an interesting concept, like in post-apocalyptic environments, like how like the economics change yeah oh, it's yeah. like you know drugs alcohol like something that you know, food clothing like yeah it switches over from that yeah i'm gonna sure. talk i'm gonna talk about some of the clothing in a little it's, bit it's almost like uh in, in prison systems where everybody mm. everybody assumes from all the media that they consume that it's cigarettes cigarettes there aren't you're not allowed to smoke mm. in prison right but you know what it really is though packs of ramen yeah, I shit you not. I don't know if it's like that everywhere, but I saw some, some ramen noodles, some little docu news. You got that chicken? They were like, no, like for real. They could, they can, they do a lot. They, they get super industrious in prisons with how to. Yeah, why not use con- the food stuff that's available to them? So why wouldn't you know survivors? Any on the ocean any civilization has to have some kind of trade or economy. Sure. Um, this is where we get to see th- probably the best thing about the movie is Kevin Costner's fucking boat. <clears throat> so his boat does some pretty cool shit. Um, the smokers are coming there on jet skis. Yeah. And uh, he's the, so Ke- Costner, or the Mariner, was. I'm just going to fucking call him Kevin Costner. That's fine. Costner yeah. was. Uh, we know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, his bag, <laughs> he, you know, he's collecting shit. So it's floating out there. He's like, you're never yeah. going to get it in time. So he 
pushes a bunch of buttons, and then pop, all, boom, bang. Yeah, yeah. his his sales his sales collapsible go up. Yeah. pops up. He yeah. goes from no mask to full mask. Yeah, instantly. like instantly. Yeah. Instantly. <laughs> he's like me after a line of booger sugar. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's he's it just bam. I'm only <laughs> right kidding. I don't do that shit. He uh, so close up. He he grabs the bag and then when he circles back around he ends up running over the other guy the guy yeah. that stole his line like breaking his mask yeah. and leaving him for the fucking yeah. smokers and you even hear a gunshot like yeah, the guy yeah, screaming yeah. and pow, fucking dead yeah mm-hmm. got him don't uh, fuck around and he ends up arriving at a uh, a floating An city atoll. the atoll the yeah. atoll um interesting it, yeah. it pretty much he's there to to trade it's a legit like name for uh, the atoll land masses like that. Oh, this I know it's a it's a artificial atoll. Yeah, but there are atolls out there in the ocean, just floating around, just not floating old, like they're big old brown atolls. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They they weren't gonna let him in to trade, but then he shows them that he's got some fucking dirt. Yeah, he's got a jar like of dirt, gold. Now I kind of feel like mm-hmm. this was maybe referenced in Pirates, Pirates of the Caribbean. He's like, "Let's go, my jar of dirt." Fucking. Jar Maybe, yeah. yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah, mm. he's like, this is my joy. Of, and it's yeah, fucking, man. you know, it's got a rope around it. I don't know. Go on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he goes to the dirt. He basically gets off, um, you know, he's got a mirror, like, from a car. Yeah. Uh, he's <clears throat> telling the kids, like, hey, I have one one of these for, for all of you if you make sure no one steals shit yeah. off my boat. Because I guess apparently later you find out that, like, mirrors are hard to come by. Yeah, glass, the, yeah, or glass or anything like anything that. Anything that reflects. Yeah. Um, and it shows. He goes. These people are ugly. <laughs> yeah. He goes to trade uh, the dirt. Uh, the guy says it's like worth sixty-two whatevers. He makes him chits. double it. Yeah, chits. Um, and I have a little clip here where we meet a dude. That I'm not gonna say who it is yet. Um, and he's talking about a little girl with a map. Didn't it kind of feel like to you guys watching this scene like the same sort of like setup you get when you're playing video games? Like you gotta go to the store. Yeah, you gotta, gotta go buy to, something. You gotta buy stuff. Then you gotta go it's to the pub. You gotta, yeah, you gotta listen. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it kind of felt like a video game style like store. And here's a little clip of pretty much a moves it on. I just want one sip of hydro. No, not till you tell me. She got inklings on her back. I seen her. They say if you read the marks on the child. To lead you all the way to dry land. Dry land's a myth. Well, some still believe. They say the smokers even got an eye out for her. Well then, we better keep it to ourselves. <laughs> so yeah, short clip. Yeah, but it, it moves the plot along. Um, the, so yeah, what's that guy's name that he's talking I to? I am about to tell you. Good. All right, so uh, a couple things. This set was actually probably the most expensive piece created for the entire movie. It's it, Megan, my wife was saying, it's also the set that is in the uh, Universal. That's the, it looks like that. Excuse me? The Universal show. Oh, they, what, oh they rebuilt that? Yeah, inside, part of the, inside the oh, Atoll. Hey, thank you. Yeah, inside the Atoll, that area, that's pretty oh, much Oh, I see. Like. Okay, yeah. the, the one from the Universal show. Yeah, the show. Okay, I'm yeah. following, I'm following. Okay. So this is actually a 1,000 ton actual set built out on the open water and the off the coast of uh, Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. yeah. Um, they actually used all of the available steel in the Hawaiian islands to build this wow. thing. What an ass. Including all the wood uh, and paper mache and whatever else <laughs> they needed to. You, just, you go out, you're like, where's my car? Your whole axle is missing. Sorry, yeah, we need No, no, the, the available gone. steel, I, I not know, all the steel. <laughs> uh, and if they needed any more, they had it flown in from California. 
Also, the set had no bathrooms, or any of the boats they were on had any bathrooms. So when they were out there filming, Take a shit people the literally side. had to hold it, or they had to rig up some kind of makeshift porta potties mm-hmm. within the set themselves, because it took hours to get everybody from the crew to the actors in costumes yeah, out to you the don't f- You don't want to film it and see like, oh, there's an right. island off the coast. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and apparently, this was some of the source of the uh, of the of the discord. Uh, for a lot of these people, I would, too. I would assume being just stuck in an at hole, just everybody needing to use the bathroom <laughs> at once. It's so the sound pleasant. And and also you see in this scene that you see that dirt is super uh, valuable. Mm-hmm. And I also kind of got like vibes, for, like maybe Turbo Kid was kind of like referencing this scene a little, you know, because he was getting money for water. Yeah, and exactly. Then he went over the, and got some hydro. Yeah, the hydro is the water. And also there's a scene where when when Costner comes into the this place, um, they're, they're burying an old lady. They're cutting her hair off. Oh, and, yeah. And they dump her yeah. into like this goop, which is pretty much, to me, it was like, oh, they're recycling it's it. Like, right. Like it's a, it's a fertilizer pit. It's a, yeah, I would have thought the same yeah. thing. It's like mm-hmm. compost. Yeah, exactly. Composting. Because they don't have any dirt and how they're going to grow any of the food that they're mm-hmm. clearly, you know, uh, don't have. Uh, so the blind man at the hydro bar, his name is Nord. And he's played by Gerard Murphy, and he would I, also appear in. Go ahead. I also think that green shit is uh, they filter that to get the water, get the, the hydro water out. It? Yeah, like, so it's almost it's almost like Dune, like yeah. your Dune reference. So it's 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 pretty much. Yeah, did I just kill oh, your Dune reference? No, you did. I gave you a Dune. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, pretty much. That's what I'm thinking is that they, they filter that green shit out. Yeah. and then get the water from just that. Like, you, yeah, what they do with the dead is they you put them in the death still mm-hmm. and take all the water from yeah. the tribe. Um, so almost a soil of green, if you. Yeah, will. that's yeah. Oh, oh yeah, because it it's like literally there. the soil, soil of that big tree. Yeah, like in the middle of the you know the whole hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a tree there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a tree. Like it, the roots come down into. Uh, oh, because oh, yeah. that oh, makes sense yeah, when they're doing there. the the ceremony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's um, like almost literally a soil. There, of, there of is green. a there is an actor that's in this. Uh, the African American guy. That's like one of the tribes, like the head of the. Uh, I'm coming up to coming to him because yeah, he's been in a bunch yeah. of stuff. He's in like Kip, Kippendorf's tribe. He's he's just a really recognizable. Yeah, actor. I'm mm-hmm. I'm coming up I, I'm coming up to the thing again with those same elders in this scene because gotcha. they have one later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the blonde man in this scene at the hydro bar, his name is Nord, which means North, and um, he's played by Gerard Murphy, who um, has been in quite a bit of stuff over in like Britain and the UK. But you'd recognize him right away as being Judge Faden. From Batman Begins. Yeah. I, I thought he looked really familiar from something else, and I was completely wrong when I looked him up. And at this store, you, the, the the shopkeep is is the character Helen, uh, played by Jean Triplehorn. Um, and she was in a couple different films like The Firm, Basic Instinct, uh, and Very Bad Things. <clears throat> and so, uh, yeah, Kevin Costner goes up, and he's got all this money from selling mm-hmm. his dirt. Uh, he wants some drinks. And uh, Nord comes up, and he's like, make it two. Let's talk, buddy boy. And uh, he, Kevin Costner wants nothing to do with him. Right. Uh, and while he's getting the drinks. Why are you talking to me? Yeah, he while said. he's getting the drinks, Anola uh, uh, comes out, right? Right, Anola, yeah. Yeah, and Anola uh, comes out, and she is uh, played by? That is Tina Majorino. You would know her from Napoleon Dynamite. Um, Napoleon Dynamite, yeah. Mostly. Yeah. And uh, she comes out, and you kind of see the tattoo on her back, and Nora, of course, is very interested. Right. Uh, Cost, as, yeah, go ahead. As he's leaving, um, the Atollers want him to stay or to do something for them but not stay yeah not not yet because remember he, no? he he wants to buy stuff from her and he's like can i oh that tomato plant how oh, much true, yeah. and she's like half of your chips i think i just kind of glossed over yeah, that. yeah, so yeah. He's, so buy, he's trying to buy stuff he from, buys a bunch of shit yeah. from him yeah and as he's leaving the elders are like listen uh we need you to have sex with this 
fucking yeah shit. because they're tired of inbreeding yeah uh, and the hint at the inbreeding <laughs> like say so the, the, the guy trying to get him to do the they're like we want to stop this like <laughs> yeah they're like you know we can't keep having sex with the elders we type need of thing yeah. new genes we need basically. yeah we, we need to deepen the gene pool oh and mm-hmm. by the way he's wearing shoes when he gets on the uh, the boat mm-hmm. they are ski boots yeah he's wearing ski fucking boots. ski there's, boots there's no way you're walking what, around in those is, easily what is the life expectancy of a ski boot though uh, they're made like of plastic it's gonna usually. break your damn ankle well they're but, actually yeah. they'll probably hold your ankles in place but yeah. you're not getting anywhere anywhere fast no you're not getting anywhere yeah. fast because no everyone's like what the fuck it's definitely not the, something you're gonna wear on a yeah. boat and there's a reason around. he's wearing no, no. Yeah, and there's a reason that he's wearing the uh, snow boots but is there mm. yeah because of his webbed toes oh so, oh yeah yeah, yeah. to cover his feet yeah yeah so um so as as they're leaving they're like hey impregnate a homegirl and he's like nah and one of the uh, one of the elders who was trying to stop him was the Asian gentleman. I, I didn't get the actor's name, but he is the villain from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Three, The Emperor. Oh, nice. Mm. Yeah. Is, well, he is he the one that plays like the Shredder guy? No, 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 no. He's the he's in the feudal Japan. Yeah. He's uh, well, Shredder's in the feudal Japan thing. No, he's not. No, he... oh, he's the Japanese emperor guy. He's got the British dude, and they're like oppressing the the villagers. And he, he, they drop a bell on him, and then they shoot a cannonball through it. And Don, yeah, but I he thought, goes, hey, look, Don King. I thought, uh, I thought in the third one, like it was Shredder wasn't involved. I yeah, but I thought oh, maybe I'm wrong. I thought I thought like because uh, Splinter was like telling the story about this was my master. That was the in like, the first two, homie. The first one, Orokosaki right. and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, that was the first one. Um, well, there's also an African American gentleman. He was in Kip and Dorf's Tribe and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, he's just very recognizable face. You've seen him. I in, totally did. In I didn't movies. grab his name. Yeah, it's, it's like, okay. it's like Mo- Moke or something. Uh, well, <coughs> yeah, he ends up, yeah, he ends up getting noticed that he has gills behind his fucking ears. Yeah, and so he's a mutant. So one of the elders that um, actually originally calls him out and suspects him of being a spy it was the older dude who uh, later leads the ceremony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His name is Leonardo Chimino, and you might recognize him from a very small independent film from 1984 called Dune. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I didn't catch that. He was the was Baron's doctor who's bitch, like, man. he's like, your disease is... Meh. So it's not it, the only Dune connection I usually, made. Either. Usually, somehow, some way, Fish makes a Dune reference. I don't know how. They just, they, just they just handed it to happen. me. I almost yeah. had to do a, a three degrees of separation for this Dune reference. And, 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 then, then, I realized, and, then, and then when we do the movie Dune, you're just not allowed to make any Dune references. Mm-hmm. Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> I'll reference other things. You have to sit silently. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I'm basically going to be talking the whole time. Uh uh, so the, the, the guy, the guy who yeah. discovers—I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you. No, off. go ahead. I got a lot here. Well, there's also there's also someone that when when Costner comes into the place, uh, there's a yeah. dude who's like the enforcer. Um, yeah, that's who, RD call. I'm I'm coming up on coming that up as well. Another. Yeah, but I keep getting stopped. I'm well, fucking, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. This is where having fun. Um, the henchman that sees his gills is Rick Aviles, uh, who we recognize as Willie Lopez from Ghost. Uh, one of the dudes that he like. Pushes out into the street. Yeah, no, yeah, he looks really familiar. Yeah. yeah. Well, unfortunately, Mr. Aviles would pass away after filming this movie uh, at the age of 42. Um, and he, it was this was actually his last on-screen appearance, but his very last movie was voice work for Joe's Apartment as a cockroach. I love Joe's Apartment. Uh, he was also Mad Dog in Cannonball Run, and he was in Carlito's Way. Okay, I'm, now I'm done. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, well. What about the guy I was talking about? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, so <laughs> what we were talking about. There were rumors that say Costner uh, had the VFX team hide his receding hairline. Yeah, I which saw was that. Real hard to do in 1995. Yeah, because like even Megan, my wife, was saying 
He's like some parts when his hair's wet, it's like pushed forward. So it's like half of yeah. it's pushed back, half of it's pushed yeah. forward just to hide like the fucking widow's peak. Oh, that's so the, the enforcer. Yeah, there's an enforcer guy. The enforcer guy's name is R.D. Call. Uh, he actually died in February of this year, oh, unfortunately. Okay. He's but been he in a couple was of in, uh, Yeah, Last Man Standing with Bruce Willis, born on the 4th of July, Into the Wild, Murder by Numbers, Other People's Money, Young Guns 2, and Colors, just to name a few. So his his character is pretty much, he is the enforcer for this <laughs> trading post, uh, just to keep the peace. Right. So when they're attacking Costner for being a mutant, he starts beating the people off of him. And he's like, he told me to keep the peace, but they end up imprisoning Costner anyway for being a mutant. Being a mutant. Um, and even even the the Nord guy wanted his boots, ends up taking taking his fucking snow boots, which yeah. just, they're just... These people oh. don't know any better. Have man. you ever walked in snow boots? Yeah, yeah it's awfully hard. Terrible. Fucking, oh, dude. It's you hard just to wanna, walk in snow in them. You yeah, walk you want to like kill a, yourself. You walk like, like a fucking you, robot. Yeah, because <laughs> you, you can't bend your ankles like yeah. whatsoever. This is how I have sex. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Visual joke oh, didn't the, really work. For there's this also, yeah, I guess not. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he's locked up, blah blah blue, yeah, and then fucking smokers, <clears throat> smokers, smokers happen out of the sun, yep, and uh, they start attacking. There's and uh, the what is we, it, the lady, we, what's we, her name? We kind of, uh, we kind of like missed a few things. What there. the girl's drawing or something, yeah, the homegirl's mm-hmm. tattoo is as kanji, uh, that are actual coordinates for Mount Everest. Okay. Written in kanji. Because <clears throat> it's never explicitly stated that they do go to Mount Everest. Yeah, but it's. But if you think about it, it's like, what's the only <laughs> land form that would be. And tall they find enough? a plaque on the top. Of the yeah, mountain. they do yeah, in the other versions way. of the movie. Um, yeah, because I remember yeah. something like that, the plaque. So this is what I really. Like, yeah, this is Everest. This is what I liked about the movie, and you were talking about some of the deeper meanings that could have mm-hmm. been beneath the story here. Could have definitely been emphasized a little bit more, too. Well, you know what? I feel like uh, you don't, you don't want to be coddled with this sort of stuff. And so what I saw is that she was drawing from memory images of land animals like horses. And horses in the Greek myths were created by Poseidon, mm-hmm. the you know god of the ocean, uh, which also plays into the Odyssey parallels. The villain does have one eye, like Polyphemus, the Cyclops. And, and uh, gets a little crater, crazier. Um, homegirl, her, the, the, her caretaker, his name, her name is Helen. Mm-hmm. As in... Helen of Troy, the Trojan Wars, and a lot. The shape of this uh, atoll is sort of like a fortress. Yeah. And when the smokers arrive, uh, well, before that, uh, the, the 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 guy who's like doting yeah. over her, Michael G- Michael Jeter, Jeter. Yeah, 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 and he's been in a bunch of stuff. Sister Act. I mean, the guys. Jurassic wa- Park Three. Yeah, the guys won a fucking Tony Award in nineteen ninety. Like, he passed away as well. Yeah, unfortunately, he always has that record. I've never seen him without a mustache. Yeah, because he was in Sesame Street. Also, I think Tango and he Cash. Did, like, he does a bunch of shit. True Crime with um, Clint Eastwood. Was he in he was that in one? That, yeah, he was in that. He was in Patch Adams. And, he was in Fear and Loathing. And he's he's a tinker. He's a scientist. So and, yeah, and I think the yeah. reason they gave him a German accent was because he was supposed to be kind of like an Einstein. Yeah, because there's a lot of, of characters who have different like accents. Like Kim Coates later in the movie isn't even Scottish. He's Canadian. So you guys can probably hear my dogs barking. Uh, we do live in Florida. There are thunderstorms, and my dog does not like that. Is that why they're barking? Yeah, I heard some boom oh. booms. So. Um, so anyway, uh, his guy seems to think that the girl is prophetic, and he even has kind of a Baron Munchausen quality to him. Very, you yeah. know, and and mm-hmm. he he looks after her, and and the and even the uh, uh, 
Enola is like, well, maybe that guy knows where dry land is and points at the Mariner up in his fucking shackles. Like, um, yeah, he, she suggests to Gregor to talk to the the guy and he's interested in, in his physiology and calls him an ichthyus sapien, which I guess is the binomial nomenclature for Kevin Costner's species in this. I guess. I suppose so. Uh, he talks to him. Kevin Costner wants anything on that. Kevin Costner doesn't really want anything to do with it. Yeah, and then the next morning, the fucking smokers hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and pretty much, you meet Dennis Hopper. Um, I have a clip of him later yeah. on, but you meet him. They just action packed, action packed. They're right. They're they're just tearing this thing apart. Um, so what's cool about yeah. this scene also is the fact that when they arrive and they're attacking, they're in formation in their jet skis, much like men. Information on their horses, uh, do a sieging. The yeah, castle. well, because you even have the person with the flags, which they would do in yeah. old battle, like send this and that. So it's almost like a castle siege. And yeah. and, and this is pretty much what the Universal show is: is the the skiers yeah. jumping right. over shit, explosions, because they have like skiers jumping over the wall, uh, jet skis yeah. going under the water, yeah, being pulled by airplanes. Like, yeah, yeah, man. It's what's super it's, cool too. About I think again, kind of like fits into the the, the, the Odyssey parallels. It's because that one blonde dude was in there, got the information he needed, came back, and then the smokers arrived, much like a Trojan horse. Yeah, going in like nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, the atoll from an aerial view down is in the shape of a horseshoe crab. Horse. Poseidon. It just looked like a circle to me. It's, it's like a horseshoe crab, homie. It's got that sort of, it's circular-esque, circuloid. No, dude, it's all there. I shit you not. <laughs> I think you could reach for that. You could yeah, reach you for could, it. I mean, you could, well, I mean, well, need to talk to one of these writers. Horses. No, no, um, I got more evidence to support that. Check this out. So, okay, if in in the Greek myths, Poseidon created horses for Ar- Artemis, the eternal virgin, the goddess of the moon, and there was an original draft of the script that had the uh, a second moon show up, which would suggest that the cataclysm was created by a gravitational force. So there's this interplay between. I don't horses. remember there being there two moons. Are there two moons? There are not, there are not. which is oh. also a Dune reference. But also, Homegirl's tattoo is supposed to be a moon with uh, the directions on it. So there were original. I'll get to the every all the problems about the the disjointed screenplay here in just a minute. But that is my evidence for suggesting that there were other. There's Old Testament. Um, the Odyssey is in here. Um, there's all kinds of things working together to that they borrowed from. Clearly, that and Mad Max. Go on. <laughs> uh, destruction, destruction, destruction. Yeah. Uh, pretty much. And then uh, he Munchausen balloons. Yeah, Munchausen, the the Jeter guy, he he's accidentally gets knocked into a lever, a lever, and uh-huh. it starts inflating his fucking hot air balloon. Yeah. Which I was his yeah, which was his escape. <laughs> And the the what's the lady's name again? Helen. And Helen and uh, Anola. They Enola. can't reach him, so right. they're running up the stairs, and he floats away. Right. And they and, end they end up going like, uh, "What are we gonna do?" So sh- at this point in time, Kevin Costner has been dropped into. He's in this muck. Yeah, he's into that soylent green shit. Yeah. And cage. Helen's like, "I will save you, but you have to take us with you." That's yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, they drive a bargain there. And what I also really enjoyed about this, uh, there's something that I thought was really cool. Um, oh, but the fact that he he has like this aerial ability kind of falls into that Mad Max clone because <clears throat> there's a gyro captain yeah. in Mad Max who sort of at the end is the uh, Deus Ex Machina in a way who yeah. comes in and saves the day. 
No doubt. And we, we of appears exact that. right moment that he needs uh-huh. the most amount of help when his boat is on yeah, flames yeah, yeah. and it's just him and Helen just you know floating in the was, ocean. I was thinking the same oh, thing by about the way, that because I, I am good thing yeah, I yeah, found yeah. you. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen that Mad Max movie. So when I was yeah. watching this, I was like, "Am I confusing the two movies?" I'm like, "I swear to God, there's a hot air balloon Mad Max guy or some kind of there's a chopper." Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, they pretty much. There was a fun part. I didn't get the clip of it, but when um, Dennis Hopper is Deacon, that is his name. Right. There's a part where you know pretty much Costner, Helen, and Enola escape, and they end up grabbing that that boat. To right. pull, they're, they're, it's like shooting a gun and the guy's not even paying attention yeah, yeah, shooting yeah. like this big ass motherfucking <clears throat> <Yeah>. cannons <laughs> and it's slowly making its way towards the deacon's boat and he's like what's his name yeah Chuck. Charles no it's Chuck. Charlie is it Chuck. maybe yeah. I'll respond to Charlie yeah, Charles no I, no he's not responding did you remember the part where he gets out of the cage he jumps in the water and he does that nimble little mermaid yeah, swim yeah, and like then swim- he breaches out of the water like a fucking fish swimming super fast yeah. everything yeah. but the flipper noise it, it yeah. is <laughs> the, yeah, this is it, like the way that Kevin Costner works this boat it's like a fucking Robin Hood wet dream. Dude, he is just absolutely. He is, you know, he's grabbing good, onto ropes, cutting comparison. shit. Yeah, he's fucking Errol Flynn. He's. I'm so glad you said that because mm-hmm. we're gonna come back around to that. So yeah, he takes out the the oil tanker or the or the gas tanker that has all the fuel for all the uh, the smokers. Uh, homeboy uh, uh, Deacon escapes, loses an eye. One eye, like Polyphemus. And by the way, Deacon is played by Dennis Hopper. This is our third Dennis Hopper movie. Yeah, it is actually. Yeah, I really love Dennis Hopper. D- he, Dude, what's not to like? He, I mean, I swear that in the '90s, this man was like, I just want to be the B bad guy, the B He's movie a, bad guy, excellent bad guy. Because I was wondering, I'm like, did he do Speed before this? He did it after this. Right? Funny story, Joss Whedon came in and did rewrites at the end of Speed as well. Speed's a great movie. Yeah, I thought he was great in Speed. Uh, let's see here. Uh, or, I'm sorry, Juice Wheat Wheat Wheatong Wheatong Wheaton Wheatong Deacon survives. Or uh, oh, also the Ledger guy that's following Deacon around. Yeah, with the yeah glasses yeah. and that little bowler hat. That's Robert Joy, who you would, who I only really knew from playing uh, that guy in Land of the Dead and uh, the the main bad guy in in the Hills Have Eyes remake. Yeah, he was on other stuff, obviously, but that's where I recognize him from. Uh, and they escape, they get away, they're out on the open water. Yeah, there's, and they just don't have enough food or water I to support little, all I three of their lives. Got a little clip of that. Oh, fantastic! See a little, uh, little what this Costner guy's all about. Do what? Dryland. You know where it is. Yeah, I know where it is. Oh. And. Uh, and we're going? You and I are. Kid, we've got to pitch over the side. What? My boat's tore up. I'm taking on water. I'd be lucky to get half a hydro ration out of that. Yeah, uh, I said I won't drink. Twelve days? No. It's better one of you dies now than both of you die slow. Wait, wait. We saved your life. We got you out. No, you got me out so you could get out. We're evil. She can cook. She can fish. So can I. Then take my necklace. Take my necklace. I got better ones below. No, look! Oh. The way you went through back there on the atoll, I can understand why you would want to. 
there something else then? Nola, go below. Nola. And then she drops her dress, and we see some <laughs> booty. She stops the grinning and drops the linen. Um, and it got real awkward. It, during this, there's a little cut. It did, uh, it did get a little awkward there. Yeah. Because he wasn't about it. He's no. Like, <laughs> just listening to Kevin Costner makes me want to fall asleep right. in this yeah, movie. Just, he's, he's got no, this. I'm going to throw your kid over. Great. Uh, I I'm got good. better ones below. Yeah. Is this like is a, my acting ability. A, a mediocre, like, water version of Clint Eastwood. You know, kind of just I don't know, I think trying was, to be I the strong, rather, silent type. I would have rather know. seen Clint Eastwood in this, oh, just no all doubt, weathered no out. Doubt. I think he was like <sighs> really channeling. Yeah, no, right. get off my butt. Yeah. I feel like he was channeling. Get off my goddamn butt. <laughs> he had some Bill Paxton like tonal. Yeah, going on there. Mm-hmm. You can't like understand. <laughs> uh, during this, uh, we <laughs> see that Deacon survived the explosion of his boat. Uh, uh-huh. He's back at the atoll, and uh, he's got two guys. He's, he's not at the atoll. He's actually on his own ship. Was he on his own ship? No, because uh-huh. he has those guys strung up. That's, that's okay. That's before the before yeah. they leave the atoll. Yeah, yeah so he's, the, he's got two guys well, strung already, up. We, we didn't talk about we that. We didn't? Okay, no, go ahead. It's around the same time. All right, heard. Uh, he's asking, you know, where's the girl? And there's two guys strung up. He's like, oh, you know what? Whoever doesn't talk gets shot. And he's like, okay. He shoots one guy. He's like, you were talking first. Guy's like, oh, he escaped on the boat with the crazy mutant dude and he ends up he's like well what happens you know when i pause he ends up shooting him the kid uh during the sex not no sex scene i guess um <laughs> uh, she goes down in the hole and ends up seeing all the collections that uh costner has gotten like right. so you, you see uh, an old ice cracker you know an ice maker oh yeah yeah, like yeah, yeah the yeah. 60s uh, tray, yeah. a tray you see like an old piano sculpture there's a lot of cool shit down there yeah so and she finds crayons yeah crayons so she, thank you for <laughs> articulating crayons. that some crayons some cr- some people are like crayons crayons yeah crayons crayons, crayons. 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 crayons the crayola crayons. experience yeah crayola crayons i like a good crayon <laughs> okay so there is something uh interesting about the fact that he uh, has crayons uh, and we're not quite that far okay. go ahead go ahead uh, let's see where I was doop 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 he's, he's the, the awkward moment happens and then and then he's like nah and then he's like I'm gonna go dr- uh, you know throw her over the side yeah, so she so, grabs up a harpoon and like threatens to fucking shoot yeah. his ass and then he drops uh, the fucking mast like he drops the the, yeah, the, the, the sail, sail on her yeah. and then, and then whacks like, her in the head with a fucking with a paddle with a paddle real good. So then, there's there's sort of like a disjointed thing with the with his character in this as well. It seems like they wanted him to be very uh, callous and unfeeling, and then later it's like yeah. he's he's more heroic. But at the same yeah, no, time, like, even after all that, he doesn't kick him off his boat. He's like, hey, yeah, I'm just gonna hit you in the head. And I just yeah, I guess yeah. you can stay here. Burr. Sorry about that. Sure. Oh, yeah, now that you're both the Grinch's heart grew just a little more. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, we're gonna do a quick commercial break, real quick. Hey everyone, I'm Fish. I'm Josh. We are Duck and the Usher, and we here at Duck and the Usher are sponsored by the Copper Fox Tattoo Company in Kissimmee, Florida. They're out on West 192, and you can also find them on their social media, Facebook and Instagram, at Copper Fox Tattoo Company. And if you'd like to become a sponsor of the show, go to duckandtheusher.com and click the support the show link, and that'll bring you to our Patreon site, where for just as low as a dollar, you can be part of our Facebook group, and as high as $25, be a sponsor of this show. Well, let's get back to the episode. 
So yeah, that's our little commercial. Uh, our next scene, it, it really goes right after he whacks her on the head. We go and we see Deacon back on his uh, his oil rig, and mm-hmm. he's getting because uh, he lost his eyeball. So they're <laughs> painting him a new eye. And I have a little clip of this. Uh, it's nothing super special, but you kind of get like the uh, jokey side of this movie. some small problem in depth perception. Well, better not screw up my short game. Well, looks good. Yeah, I like yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, I like it better than you realize. Much better. What do you say, Toby? The truth. Looks like shit. That's why I love children, no guile. <laughs> it does look like shit. And it feels like cold shit. Deacon? Sorry. Uh, no, it's just that there's a problem in the pit. Maybe you should come. <laughs> the eyeball pops out and rolls down the way. Yeah. Also, you get a little bit of the music there, which is a very Western feel mm-hmm. to this very wet land. Right. So I thought this, the score was pretty good. Originally, the Mark Isham, I think, was the composer on this, mm-hmm. uh, but it was uh, Kevin Costner who said it felt too ethnic and uh, with too much drums and not enough uh, the big adventure fanfare that we eventually got from James Newton Howard, I believe, was a yeah. composer on this one. <clears throat> um, and and in this scene, uh, right after that, he says there's a problem in the pit, and they go over, and there's they got this guy just down there marking the levels of the crude oil that's left over in the bottom of the ship. And... Uh, that's sort yeah, I think of, he's got like four feet left or something yeah. like that. And, yeah, which is one of my favorite scenes. Is just that, the one man stuck you, in the oil. Yeah, yeah, you're drinking chip. I, I, I have the end scene where he's like, "Thank oh God, my God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably the yeah the the most uh, hilarious moment yeah. of the entire film." <laughs> and so he's just waiting for death, and uh, yeah. kind of like yeah, yeah. almost he's, like he's, a metaphor for the human race just well, uh-huh. well, drown in well, oil. Also, it's if you want to go to this Greek mythology, he's almost like the ferryman in the river Styx. Yeah. Yeah, True. thank you. See, I told you there's yeah, all kinds like of the stuff. The one in that there brings like that. them all to death at the yeah. end where uh-huh. yeah, everything blows and up. This is sort of like when I I was watching the movie and I felt like, okay, it's it feels disjointed. The, the villains seem very goofy mm. and like over the plated over the top, which suggests that there was something going on with the script originally mm-hmm. that got changed. <clears throat> and I'm gonna talk about that a little bit right now. All right. Go. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. All right, so uh, originally it was writer Peter Rader that had uh, envisioned a concept with Brad Cravoy, a film producer of over 100 motion picture and television projects, most famously Dumb and Dumber. That was a big one from him. Right on. <coughs> so definitely that's uh, where you get the dumb comedic elements and the characters. Well, that was he he didn't had no part in the making of Dumb and Dumber. He was just one of those producers, filmmakers and guys with his with his pole that allowed the movie to get made and thus it was a success mm, gotcha. and kept him in the Hollywood sort of system as a, as a guy as a go-to guy for getting things done for whatever your project is. Hmm, right uh, Cravoy's uh, major entry into film actually came after meeting Roger Corman who was the famous exploitation and B-movie director 
who did the original Death Race 2000 and a number of other wacky movies. I will be covering Roger Corman on Zaxploitation once I <laughs> do more with that. Um, <clears throat> so Cravoy began working with Roger Corman uh, at Robert, Roger Corman's uh, Concord New Horizon Pictures, and in 1986 he would co-found Motion Picture Corporation of America using what he learned from Corman. Um, they became one of the largest suppliers of high-quality, low-budget films. So Raider and Cravoy's idea for Waterworld came from direct inspiration from the film Mad Max, and using some Old Testament stories as well as the story of Helen of Troy, uh, the main female protagonist also being named Helen, which I was by design. Mm -hmm. uh, Raider was asked by Corman and his company, The New Horizon, to provide a script for a Mad Max clone that Corman would direct for around $3 million. Uh, by this point in the 90s, there had been many Mad Max ripoffs uh, that had joined the fray, like Battle Truck in 1982, <laughs> a New Zealand take on the Road Warrior, also titled Warlords of the 21st Century. And then there was a trio of Italian films, 1990, The Bronx Warriors, Escape from the Bronx in 1983, and The New Barbarians, also from three, 1983. Excuse me. Um, these uh, Italian genre cinema titles heavily influenced by Mad Max, um, the Warriors and Escape from New York. So you can see all those in those what they I think they're Jallo films yeah. or, or they could be car exploitation. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, exploitation film Metal Storm: The Destruction of Jared Sin also came out in 1983. Striker in 84. Wheels of Fire in 85. Future Hunters in 86. Equalizer 2000 and 87. And Dune Warriors. No relation. <laughs> uh, in 1991. And then there's the other Mad Max clone called Hell Comes to Frogtown, starring Roddy Piper, where he is the last man in the world who can get oh, anyone's name. Get Please any, tell me it's the world of frogs. It's, I don't, I, yeah, there's like mutants, and he's like the last, like, viable man on the planet who can do some impregnating does he say shit. does he say that he's here to kick ass and chew bubble gum he but does he's not but it's, it's well loved in the same regard as they live uh and then of course you have other mad max clones this being one of them and then doomsday by neil marshall uh which came out in 2008 i want to say that one was actually pretty cool yeah that was a fantastic um but roger corman didn't think that they could do it with three three or three or five million dollars and clearly they could not have. no not at all uh raider's story originally was a big bombastic adventure story about a lone wanderer of the seas in this original treatment the mariner traveled around on a large vessel and kept a horse and used birds to find dry land <clears throat> and the villain was actually called neptune instead of deacon who had a clamshell throne. <laughs> uh, the movie was pitched as a children's adventure until with the Mariner being the chief defender of the atoll that had an embarrassing secret about painting seahorses. Helen, in this story, had two children of her own, as well as the adopted Enola. Neptune, or Deacon, as he was later called, was a silly villain that dressed like Poseidon or King Trident and sat in his throne upon the Exxon Valdez oil tanker. <clears throat> um, that punished his subordinates by slapping him in the face with wet fish. <laughs> <laughs> Is that real? Yeah, it's all oh, all man, in his original geez. treatment. Yeah, it sounds like a better script. Than it it does actually. Yeah. Uh, so just like in the film, though, Anola's tattoo gave instructions on how to find Water's End, which is what eventually became known as Dryland. Um, Flat Earther theory. <clears throat> Raider himself the would the rewrite the script seven times before being replaced. And then Kevin Costner and Kevin Reynolds would eventually join the project with Universal's backing, where they would get all the money that they would need to make a bigger 
more elaborate epic. It would have it would be rewritten some 36 more times by six different writers, including Raider, or I'm sorry, after Raider was being replaced by David Tui, uh, who contributed a great deal, hence the writing credit. And then, of course, Joss Whedon came on, uh, but he he was uncredited. Yeah. One rejected script called for the second moon, which I mentioned before, suggesting the cataclysm was created by uh, gravity. Um, <clears throat> and it was actually uh, Whedon and, and Tui that came in and, and turned it into a more serious action adventure rather than having it be a children's movie. Um, and Whedon even described his time there as seven weeks in hell because he was originally only supposed to be there for a week of uh, rewrites oh, and turned into mm. seven. So you can see how the everything got disjointed. In fact, the atoll was destroyed um, by the weather there and sank. And mm. so they had to write out the entire part of the script that had to deal with slavers. That's why they mentioned mm. slavers at the beginning of the movie and you never yeah. hear about them again. Um, by day one of filming, the film's budget was already at $100 million. Day with everything one. they spent to yeah day one <laughs> and then they went an extra 75 million <laughs> after that yeah um and with the decision to film on open water the production was absolutely bananas lots of press about the film had already soured public interest due to constant negative coverage um of the troubled production lots of setbacks and onset hostility led many to nicknaming the film kevin's gate or Fishtar, <laughs> after two other troubled films known as Heaven's Gate and Ishtar from 1980 and 87, respectively. So they had a lot of fun with that. Despite being a commercial and critical bomb, it did eventually turn a profit from a cost of $235 million. Its worldwide gross was $264 million, with approximately 55% going to the studio and the remainder to theaters. As of 2013, it earned an $8 million profit from video sales, and television licensing. Costner personally invested $22 million of his own money, uh, but he also stayed at an oceanfront villa with a butler, a chef, and a private swimming pool for $4,500 a night. While everyone else did what? <laughs> While crew members <laughs> yep, were forced suffered. to live in uninsulated condos with temperature swings of up to 122 degrees. And they had to share rooms. And this inequity caused much hostility and low morale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty boy. Oh, don't you just Pretty love filmmaking? <laughs> <laughs> All right, and yeah, that's kind of how that morphed from that into this movie. And then there were still elements that got left out, which don't make much sense. But it's when you see Homeboy discover um, that uh, right, right, more or less right where we left off when they go back to the boat, he discovers all the drawings all over the boat yeah and well, that's why he gets upset and embarrassed and about the history protective of his his crayons his stuff yeah because he had there was a point in the script which you don't see in the movie but they filmed it anyway where he had a penchant for fucking drawing mm. seahorses and shit seahorse <laughs> sea hell seahorses sea there's <laughs> put that chair there uh, not me not ever no during, way during the eyeball scene right after what he's like hey we have a problem so yeah we see we see this dude that's on a boat in the oil rig. He's measuring how much oil is there so they can calculate yeah. how much oil they have left for fuel. Right. Um, but also they get into a car and they're driving mm. through the boat and he's throwing cigarettes and he's talking to all these people. I mean, it's basically his smoker's 
fucking paradise. So we kind of get to see him interacting a little bit with his people. It's yeah. not it's not the big party no, fair it's not. that's later on. Uh, but he it was, uh, he did chuck her into the water after he found out she was making drawings. Yeah, yeah. So it's right after that. Yeah, she's drawn and, on the boat. He finds out that she took his crayons right. and she, he just picks her up and just chucks her. And we find out she can't swim. Yeah, and I was thinking, why the fuck? If you grow up in a water world, right. swimming wouldn't be something you learn right away. Yeah, yeah. And it's especially because, if she was discovered at such an early age. Yeah, exactly. she's like a baby. Yeah. Like, and yeah. I think the reasoning there was because she. Well, they again they changed part of the script. It was because she's a drylander. She's not uh, used a, to a water faring, but she's like fucking person. twelve. But she grew up on the sea. She's like I mean, ten years right. old, like, according to well, what we know in the script. Yeah. And then that, and that's why they thought she was weird because when they. When, when they found her, they assumed that she would have been able to swim, but because she couldn't, mm-hmm. they assumed that she was just a freak and don't let her near water. Uh, during this time, like he jumps in, he saves her, brings her back. He's like, whatever. Um, there's a, uh, we see a smoker plane spots them. Ah. And uh, fucking Enola's just waving. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> um, the pilot of the smoker plane is actually Jack Black. Yeah. yeah I, just yeah. Figured, yeah. I just found that out today. Yeah, yeah. Just a just little uh, small cameo. I didn't know cameo. until I looked it up because it's, you can't really tell who he is unless you really pay attention. Well, M- yeah. Megan noticed it because I think in in one of the scenes when you're oh, when he's, he's, ta- he's talking yeah. to Deacon and you see him sitting there for like a quick second. And there's a whole ass deleted scene where he actually has a more of a speaking role. Oh, does too. he? Yeah. Uh, uh, Helen ends up uh, grabbing the uh, Kevin Costner's fucking like harpoon gun, like this yeah. massive harpoon gun. Ends up shooting the plane, which was kind of a bad idea. Right, right. It, she kills the gunner. She but... kills the gunner, but the plane's going in circles, so it starts wrapping around the mast of the plane, yeah. and it's like breaking shit. So yeah. Kevin Costner has to go up and. You know, he's trying to fucking yeah. shoot the, the pilot and cut shit. And I, then, I got like Empire Strikes Back vibes. Out yeah, of yeah, pretty much. Like going around the, the ads. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, end up Jack Black, the pilot, he's trying to shoot. He ends up shooting the cable loose and he flies and away. he gets away, yeah. Um, and also, they shot up the boat pretty good. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scene. Oh, and the whole but damn that, thing like came down. Go ahead. That boat did take a lot of bullets. Yeah, no, definitely. There's a lot of damage. for oh. Yeah, for very few places to... For to you know seek cover, mm-hmm. yeah, they dodge bullets get pretty hit, well. Yeah, that's kind of like the the most hokey thing about this like action adventure, yeah, type of thing where it's the good guy versus the bad guy. It's mm-hmm. all the battle scenes are just like really unrealistic and yeah, kind of you know for me personally like I'm super analytical, so I'm looking at that. I'm like, how the hell did they have metal on the sea? It should have been like eroded like hundreds or thousands. yeah, well, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's totally. also like their clothing. But, like their clothing has like perfect rivets. Yeah, and I'm like, like, did they just find a rivet? Well, what I, are you I, making your clothing out? Yeah. Of too, well, when you get a good look at it, it does look like leathery. Like, why would you swim in that? Well, uh, I, I think it like looks fish like fish skin. skin. Yeah, I, th- yeah, I think yeah. what he was wearing was like, like fish skin, skin or yeah. something yeah. like that. Well, because that. It, when they're at the atoll or whatever, like you see them like have like this giant hammerhead type yeah. shark, and they're like carving it up. Yeah, true mm-hmm. that. True that. Um, after this, Kevin Costner gets real fucking pissed, and he pulls out his knife and he starts starts hacking at um, Helen's like hair, like yeah. around her. Like, you need to tell me what's going on. What the fuck is this map all about? Like, what the fuck is this? Uh, and he ends up just cutting her hair, pretty much both of their hairs, because yeah. he's like, they are looking for, yeah. they are looking for a girl, and yeah. we're gonna make yeah. you look like a boy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't off. think about that. See, yeah, uh, there's another the thing that makes it like that makes some of the motivations like, what, the, what does that mean? Why did he do that? And then the, uh, and then like he's all like dad to them at this point. He's like, you say something? Yeah. And they're like, no. Nah. They're all being real quiet. So we go back to the smokers, right? I, I thought we meet the the peeper. I thought we meet him next. We do, but before oh, okay. that happens, there. This is where you get that that short little scene with where your wife, I think, had noticed. Oh it was yeah, Jack Black. Yeah, because they're trying to figure out, like, okay, well, <clears throat> yeah, he's going this way. He's if you look very carefully, in and around them, 
Uh, you'll see cans of uh, uh, a canned meat, meat. called Smeet. Yeah. Smeet. Uh, and I thought that was interesting because it, they filmed in Hawaii and Spam is very popular there. Mm. And I also learned <clears throat> that Smeet is quite regularly used in film and television productions. It's a prop. Yeah. Uh, there's no actual meat in it. Uh, and so Smeet is a canned meat prop used in many films. And Smeet.net is a site dedicated to archiving. No. No. Archiving Smeet sightings <laughs> from multiple productions. That's so you can great. you can see it pop oh, up wow. in things like uh I don't know, like uh, Supernatural or, or yeah, various just, other it was in nine oh two one oh like there, you can see Smeet. There's also there's also like, massive uh, crates of like booze and cigarettes. Yeah. Like it's a stockpile of wow. and, and just uh, imagine getting like a little message in a Smeet bottle. <laughs> yeah. Message in a bottle. Smeet uh, like, can. It was just a SOS from one of the crew members. <laughs> sent it out. Sending out a Smeet OS. It's just like Heisler beer, which is another yeah. like prop food thing that you see in, in shows that's not mm. a real thing. And this is where we encounter the other drifter. We uh, we <clears throat> encounter a tradesman. Um, what's the actor's name? He's His been name in, is Kim Coates. Yeah, he's been in a bunch of shit. You'd recognize him instantly. This is probably my favorite part he, of the movie. He uh, he was Tig in Sons of Anarchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he was in Goon, Silent Hill, uh, and he was in another pop post-apocalypse fucking stinker, Battlefield Earth. Uh, he was a henchman in Last Boy Ooh. Scout, Black Hawk Down, Pearl Harbor, Hostage, Assault on Precinct Thirteen, The Client. And what's crazy, too, is um, Kevin Costner has two production companies, one called Treehouse Films and another one called Tig Productions, which was his paternal grandmother's nickname. And Kim Coates would later star with him uh, in the movie Open Range. And then shortly after that, he would get the work on Sons of Anarchy, who in his name was Tig. Tig. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, he's got really piercing eyes. It's the first thing I think. And he's Canadian, and he's using a Scottish accent. Yeah, I think think that Chris Hollis and I used to do this all the time. So I have a little clip. Like this guy is pretty much he's he's been out in the sun for a very long time. Uh huh. Um, and it's scurvy, man. That's why yeah, I think all scurvy. the the villains are, are fucking batshit. Yeah, they're just yeah. losing their mind. And uh, there's a little clip here that I'm gonna play of him on the boat. They've been doing some trading, and he wants to trade for something else. Oh, that's the... What you want for the women? Not for sale. Something you can't pass on. <laughs> I took it off in the Tola refugee camp. It's the life savings of the entire clan. Paper. Paper. Have you ever seen paper? Look at it. Smell it. I'm saving it for special trade. Don't you do it. You know, maybe I'm talking to the wrong person here. I mean, I mean, whose boat is this anyway? I mean, is it your boat or is it your no. boat? Your... No, it's his boat. But he doesn't own us. 
half an hour. Two pages in here, man. I mean, I get half a dozen girls with this, you know. Half an hour. You trading or not? Don't. Shut up. And there's a little bit more after that where he even asks, he inquires about Enola also. Gross. Yeah. yeah. And, and he's like, no. Uh, so it pretty much takes the paper. He goes yeah, downstairs no. with... Uh, <laughs> With Helen, and he's like, oh, it's been a long time. And yeah. uh, she grabs, like, a knife, and then he kind of is scuffling pretty much. Costner's like, you know, bad trade. That was a yeah. bad idea. So he goes downstairs. He's I like, hey. my mind. He's like, yeah, trade's off. And then the guy's like, no, you can't do that. He pulls out a knife. Costner pulls out a knife. Helen runs upstairs. You hear a scuffle. Uh, that dude comes out, the traitor, yeah. and you think maybe sort he of a won. fake out, yeah. He'll fake mm-hmm. out, and then you look behind him. There's a big gash in his back, and slice he, him right up. This he's fucking, Bing. yeah, he's fucking dead. Yeah, yeah. So he dies. They kind of take some shit from his boat. That was a smart. dick mood to be like, yeah, I'm gonna trade you for this piece of paper, though. I think he yeah. was, for lack of a better term, fishing. Like I think he intended on killing him anyway. Because Homer Maybe, rolled up on a thinking. pretty large vessel. Yeah. He yeah. wanted to see what he had available first, kind of like feel him out. Yeah, because uh, he ends up getting, uh, Helen takes like a fishing pole. And he's like, oh, it's a great fishing pole and he's all like, that stuff. Yeah, it's then just after, not going to work yeah, here. Yeah, then afterward, like, yeah, he threw, like, Costner grabs a fishing pole and chucks it. He's like, you'll never catch anything with that. Nope. And she's like, what the fuck? We got to eat. And he's, yeah. he goes downstairs. He's like, and all right. He decides to go fishing where he drags himself behind the boat uh-huh. uh, with like this <clears throat> double edge, like a double harpoon shooter thing. Right, right. And this is a cool scene. Like he gets fucking swallowed by this giant fish monster. Yeah. Kind of like, like uh, Jurassic Jonah. Park too. Yeah. Almost like Jonah. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Like a Jurassic Park, like a Jonah type of thing. Yeah. He gets yeah. eaten and they have a bunch of fish for it. And that big meat slab he throws on his grill <laughs> looks... It looked tasty. I guess so, I yeah. So, I mean, yeah. yeah they, a lot, like a lot of fat, but They were eating fish. pretty happily, and, and this made me think, okay, what kind of animal was that? Obviously, we don't know. Some hybrid. Because even, like, the fucking... The shark they were hanging up in the, the toll or whatever, like... Yeah, it looked Like, a that little, thing was massive. Yeah, yeah. like, prehistoric. Uh, so, it also kind of alludes to other story elements, I think, that were left out that we're supposed to infer, like, mm. Homeboy has gills, there's a sea I, monster... Perhaps um, like evolution or yeah, radioactive. Is, exactly, evolution? is five hundred years you enough know? time? Like what? What? What happened to the sailors in uh, nuclear submarines? Like were they exposed to radiation at some point when they were trying to survive? If they got out, you know, yeah, over those yeah, maybe of thousands of years. And you, well, you, you wouldn't find it. You, you, you do see that. You do see that sub. sub yeah, it's true. At the bottom of the ocean. And I, you know what? This, this made me think of something one time. I was like, as many times as we go down into the ocean for like, you know. Um, we always find something new. Deep sea ex- expeditions, mm-hmm. especially like vessels like the Titanic. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't ever see bodies or corpses. And I didn't know that at those depths, eventually your remains, even your bones get like dissolve away. Because yeah. of the pressure? Yeah. For, for whatever reason, they just get either, either picked apart or eaten up or mm-hmm. just like whatever. Your remains won't be there very long. That's why there's like clothing everywhere, but no bodies. Uh, it becomes nighttime and we kind of see this shift in dynamic of the uh, on the boat. Uh, he's chilling. Helen comes up and goes, "Hey, uh, Lana, drew you a uh, drew you a picture, pretty much." Mm-hmm. And she hands him the another <clears throat> crayon that she took. Right. And he thinks about it and he goes, "Here, she can she can use it, but it's not hers." You know. Right, yeah, and she's yeah. like alone. He's like, "Yeah, alone." So you kind of see that he's starting to like her, and it's a picture of him, Helen, and the girl. You know. What the 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 monster part also kind of made me think of, or, or led me down another little rabbit hole about things that are very closely 
the same to Waterworld because there was a French science fiction graphic novel called uh, Aqua Blue. Mm-hmm. It came out in 1988 that explores similar themes, although it's set in the future where men can traverse space. And in this story, uh, it takes place uh, not on Earth, but on a hostile water planet called Aqua Blue, where a survivor of a crash and his robot have to survive. And there's a lot of similar themes mm-hmm. in there as well. So I don't know if maybe Raider drew some inspiration from that. Lost in space meets water world. Yeah. Thing. <clears throat> That's why I thought like Riddick would make a good one. I even thought that, yeah. that water world would make a nice tie-in prequel to Firefly and Serenity. Like, cause at the beginning of that movie, just like this, the universal logo turns into the opening shot yeah. and everybody's mm-hmm. fleeing earth and like nobody really got left behind. And those that did had to deal with the consequences of their, with their actions consuming all of the yeah. finite resources and whatever they did to the planet. So yeah. this could easily same year too, 2,500. Yeah. Well, Firefly. I mean, in the Firefly saga, it wasn't like the drug that they introduced to make people more passive on the planet. That, well, that, was, that was on a, a different planet. That uh, was an Earth. Yeah, that was a completely different colonized planet. Yeah. Or uh, Miranda was the name yeah, of that Miranda, planet. Yeah, Miranda, yeah. That was a very different planet. They added uh, something to the, the atmospheric process. Yeah, that, that made makes them, people become, I won't either, ruin the movie for Either people. completely lethargic or, or very murder mean. fucking yeah. murder yeah. boners. Which is where the Reavers came. Yeah, the Reavers came. Yeah, they had murder boners, homie. Um, they want to eat you and fuck you at the same time. It's terrible. The next yeah. day, sounds like Helen wakes night. up. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, Helen wakes up, and uh, she's like, oh, my God, Elena, because she hears her in the water. Yeah. Costner's teaching her to swim, pretty much. Yeah. Um, I and, even heard of like a, a rumor, not rumors, but little stories that there were so many jellyfish in the waters when they were they filming these scenes. She, Majorino, um, Enola got stung so many times that he started calling her uh, jelly bait candy. <laughs> or je- jellyfish candy. Jelly jellyfish bait. candy. Jelly yeah, bait. Jelly bait. Jelly bait. Jelly bait. Uh, yeah. And did I already mention that her name is in alone spelled backwards? No. But yeah. Enola yeah. alone. It's also yeah. the name of that plane that dropped the first the bomb gay. on yeah. Japan. That's what I thought it was maybe like a thing for the Enola Gay. Maybe, like, yeah, because uh, you know, it mm-hmm. could allude to some cataclysm you mentioned yourself, yeah. like nuclear. Especially because she has nuclear like mutation. she has like char- Japanese writing on her and stuff. Yeah, oh, 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 oh fuck, I didn't even think about yeah. that. And so were the papers. Yeah, the, yeah, papers, the papers were supposed to be important too because he kept those. He kept those because they had the uh, main something later. They, yeah. had, they, they were <laughs> Japanese like yeah, newspapers. Yeah, yeah. Um, they pull up to another kind of small like trading post type of thing. Yeah, and there's people, outposts. Yeah, there's people waving, but this, they're not really waving. They're all fucking dead. This made me think of the sirens. Yeah. Yeah, was, you know? Yeah. I could see that, yeah. Pull them into a maelstrom. Bring people mm-hmm. in to watch them die. Yeah, that. definitely. Yeah. Um, I like it. Yeah, it's a trap, pretty much. It's a trap. So, uh, Did you know that, actually, Laird Hamilton was Kevin Costner's double for many of the water scenes, too? That real popular big wave surfer. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there was even, like, one of the most famous lines from this movie is actually not from this movie. Uh, Dry land is a myth. I have seen it is a line from the cable guy hmm. when he's talking about Waterworld with uh, Matthew Broderick. Anyway, I just, right. just wanted to plug that in there. <laughs> just a little references. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> for your titillation. So they come, upon, they come up on the outpost. He starts talking that Portugreek. Yeah. Portugreek. Yeah, nobody's really answering. Um, it's a trap. Yeah, and he's like, something's <laughs> wrong. And then he goes down. And he has like a. He has, they got little ropes. Yeah, he's, well, yeah, yeah he's yeah, got yeah, little yeah, wavings, like little puffets. <laughs> it's like in Home Alone. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do the cougar. Get out of here, you nosy know, little turn. I'm gonna slap <laughs> you, silly. There's a. He's got kind of like a periscope underneath his boat, so he can look under the water, and he sees that, of course, there's Boom, smokers hiding underneath, uh, and they try to attack. He fucking escapes. 
pretty much. Yeah, it's not really much. Pops out a good CGI sail. Yeah, kite. which is cool. Which yeah. like makes like it go a faster. Weapon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is like, this is we where we didn't know he was hiding this. More wind yeah. power. More, more wind. wind. Yes. And, and you know he's hanging off the side of the boat to make the boat lift up so he can go <clears throat> because they're trying uh-huh. to trap him with like fish nets. And, and what shit. happens right after that? And he uh, Dennis Hopper's character from oh that, he shoots him he shoots him yeah. right okay yeah. he's bleeding. And they never mention that fucking wound again. Ever. Yeah, no, you can see him, like, covering He's it up. He's like, Ugh. Well, yeah, he might touch it. Bleh. Yeah, it was, uh, like, it's, it's, no he, like, winged him. It wasn't, like, anything, yeah. like, super bad. But. Sure, but that was, that did nothing. It no. did nothing for the well, plot. Di- well, Dennis, Dennis Hopper does something later in the yeah. movie. He pokes him. Oh, okay. Yeah, but, but like, really it certainly it. didn't yeah, stop well, him from. I mean, getting poked hurts enough. Yeah, but know? it did, yeah, it didn't stop him from anything. You ever been poked? <laughs> I don't know. Minor bullet maybe because <laughs> he's like half fish, he's got more blubber before? or something. I don't fucking know. Oh, oh, oh okay. Wait. Yeah, well, yeah, no, fish. he has lungs though, because he's breathing yeah, above water. It was like it was like yeah. more down by like where like his like yeah, I know pancreas would be. I guess but, I don't know. Uh, fucking. But it, just the whole thing is like, oh, I winged him, which means he's gonna struggle. He's gonna have a hard time later, but he. He never does, and they all. never mention that that yeah. wound again. Ex- I guess he climbed except. up that freighter really, sure really did. Fucking yeah. good. So <laughs> af- after he gets shot, like Kevin Costner really is like, okay, Boy, dude, I need, back. I need to know what the fuck is going on here, because like this is out of hand. So he finds out that yeah, the the tattoo goes to dry land. Right, right. pretty much yeah. is when he tells her. Um, during this, uh, they he's she he goes like dry land is a myth. You right, know, he's he like, says, I've never myth. seen it. And she's like, like, but you have. Yeah, he's like, I have, but I've been sailing these waters more than anybody. Seen so he's like, get in. He's got like this kind of submarine type of thing. It's like that, a diving bell? Yeah, like a diving bell, pretty much. Yeah. Which I'm like, dude, I don't know how that guy is carrying a fucking diving it's like, bell. Where down did that come just from? A, it's a bag that you. Yeah, I know, but do you keep, know do you know how hard it would be to pull that thing down? Diving bells are usually down. made out of like fucking steel. Oh, true, true, true. And with the was, with the depth that they're going, like the yeah. pressure would just collapse. Yeah, well, it, that they, they, they did a pretty good job on that because yeah. if you actually watch, like it does start to it come up, up yeah. a little yeah. bit. Did you know? Did anyone? Well, I don't know if it's again never explicitly stated. Yeah. but there's a, a background shot when they when they get down. To yeah, the ocean so, floor. yeah, they, they're, they're swimming down. He's bringing her with the diving bell. She can kind of see outside. And he's swimming, city, swimming. Yeah, the, what city was it? It's supposed to be Denver. Is it Denver? Because I know there was a donuts thing, like Mike's hey. Donuts or something. But I don't well, know where I, it was. I guess the the idea is from whoever spotted it. You can see the Northwest Building, which I guess has a cash register shape. Okay, that makes sense because he also he also swims by uh, ski lifts. Ski lifts. Yeah. yeah. So we're supposed to assume through this shot that the water had covered. The Mile High City mm-hmm. in the center of Middle America. Like, fuck, they were swimming like, <laughs> yeah, and they were yeah. swimming pretty damn far down. Mm. And this like, is this is where you also modern see modern technology can't really get that deep, really, like um, going thousands and thousands. No, but the, the, yeah, but that's above yeah. the old the sea level. We're not talking like going a mile from because mm. if they're above Denver and it's just boom right there. Yeah, the yeah. the, the, the pressure would be a lot another different. mile to reach yeah. the old coastline all the yeah, way that, down to a deeper. Depth. Oh yeah, yeah. you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That you see a submarine. So that would be the the, the most shallow point. Sorry. Yeah. Guys. You see a submarine. You see. Yeah. So it's Denver. Like he's and he he goes down. He grabs a handful of like fucking dirt and sprinkles it. He's in front like, of her bam! Face, this like, is fucking dirt, bitch. <laughs> and uh, during, smears his rubbing the bubbles. Fuck yeah! Just, Feel just that. Not shut up about it. Drags her out of the bubble. She just fucking collapses from the pressure. Yeah. Joe, a stunt double that almost happened to him. Decompression sickness. Somebody oh, was yeah. doing that for. Oof. Came back like a week later. Yeah. Bunch of people almost Those died. Free divers that do that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, during this time, smokers found the boat. 
and uh-huh. uh, they pop up. Yeah, which was kind of a weird thing in the plot. It's like, oh, we got these smokers after us. Let me take oh, you on a yeah, dive yeah, down yeah, the yeah, ocean. Yeah, no shit. Like, he, oh, like, we're good no, out here. Yeah, yeah, they're gone. Because he, he gets yeah, shot, and, the, and he sees that blood was dripping in the water, and he's like, yeah. send the trackers. Yeah, but like, and it was like, they had, like, like gonna leave a line. It was like two shark fins oh, just like going underneath the boat. That's right. Yeah. There were, but so what, they have pet sharks. Was, I guess or I didn't know. dudes with shark fins on their backs. Uh, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Like maybe it's a mutant. Thing. I don't you know, fucking maybe know. Oh, that makes thing. sense. I thought maybe it was it like would definitely be cool. I was confused was by that thing. too because I, uh, I rewatched it again today. What's before. that really bad cartoon from the nineties? <laughs> the sharks. Oh, street sharks. Yes. Do you remember biker mice from Mars? What? Like, well, it was all it was, biker mice biker from Mars. Mice? It was all they were all trying to. Well, it's, it's because they were trying that. to trying to mimic the Ninja Turtles. Uh, okay. So they would take okay. other animals, anthropomorphize yeah. them, mm-hmm. and and give them like uh, fighting abilities. So you had the biker mice from Mars. You had the street sharks. You had there was a, there was another. I think gargoyles was the only thing that they took off for that. Good. Well, street sharks was badass. Street, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. street I had all the you figures can, just dude, fucking chomping dude, on you everything. Can, <laughs> you can find you can find an old gummies. Remember the gummies. Oh, man. oh yeah, yeah. Shark gummies? You can find an Tell old me about commercial. Those gray whites, man. Like <laughs> the white ones. They were oh good, yeah, man. yeah the I remember white those. Ones. That was the gold. I remember. Uh, you can still find it on YouTube. Uh, a video of uh, young Vin Diesel like promoting the toys, but like, look at this little guy right here. He's fucking do this move, and boom, punching action. Is he one of the? Was he one of the voices? He, no, he's he's. It's him, live action, playing with toys, oh promoting. Oh my god, them. I have to get. I gotta, I'll I show you. That. I'll oh, show you. Please. When they get out of the water, they realize that the fucking smokers are on their boat smokers. and they're trying to find uh, uh enola but enola's not there uh you kind of yeah costner kind of sees her that she's hiding somewhere yeah, but she pops out and then he's like you know what just just kill them both and he fires two shots up in the air and of course enola thinks she's that like, oh, no. he's like fake out motherfucker um but she's hiding in a giant hole yeah. in the pontoon yeah that's on the bottom so she got another like, thing real quick well none pontoon. of them really like would be filled with water at this point in time. Well, I it was kind of raised they, up, I guess. I don't know. Well, I feel like if they if they got suspension of disbelief, if, I yeah. Know, so if they got sharks got really, and they can hide underwater with their little boom boom booms, you know, uh, waiting to ambush. <laughs> why didn't they find her there? Yeah. Why Why aren't you doing yeah. a thorough search of that boat? <laughs> right. Boat. Uh, they end up like uh, well, because well, they can know, only they, sense things underwater. Costner, man. Costner, and Helen not. pretty much like jump off the boat. Yeah, and mm-hmm. swim and down. They, He's like, yeah. I can breathe for both, breathe of for both of us. Yeah. They take they take a no look. How does that work? They do an underwater makeout session because yeah. because because I guess he can breathe yeah. in to create oxygen and then exhale the oxygen. Is he? Is that what he's exhaling? Yeah, oxygen? I guess that's what so. they're trying to say. Yeah, that's what they're trying right, to say that right. he can like breathe in through his gills and then exhale clean oxygen. You know, it's something we kind of we kind of glossed over. Just a, a minor yeah. point. Um, it's a PG thirteen movie, and there is one f bomb in this movie. And that's the gunner on the plane with Jack Black. He says fuck once. Well, maybe that's the only fuck. Is that it? Okay. But why would you give it to some fucking nobody character? Yeah, why would you yeah. give it to like some Hopper? Unnamed yeah. character, yeah. Yeah, who dies? Should have given it to Enola. Be like, fuck you. Right? That would have been effective. That would have been better. Anyway, carry on. Way better. When they pop back up, they notice the whole boat is destroyed. <clears throat> um, She's like, oh, we're going to die. And then there's, there's a scene between uh, Enola and Hopper. And I think this is a fun scene. And I have a clip of that. Oh, yeah. So uh, Nola is taken back to uh, the Exxon oil tanker. Here we go. Yes. What is this? Get those chains off her. What are we, barbarians here? Goodness gracious. Sakes alive. Come on out of here, you big nasty animal, you. 
Rub-a-dub-dub. <laughs> you want to come over here and sit on my lap? No? <clears throat> How about a cigarette? Nothing like a good smoke if you miss your mom. Never too young to start. No. Well, I got something right here I know you'd like. Like to draw, don't you? Huh? Huh? Now, there are yours. If you help me with just one problem, all right? Now, uh, now that tattoo on your back, uh, <clears throat> I've been told that, that uh, that's actually a, a map. It's the way to dry land. Now we're getting someplace. Could you teach me how to read that? Set that. Well, have you ever heard any of your friends talk about it? You know, like your mommy or your pet fish? He say anything? Shouldn't make fun of him. He wouldn't like it. Girl, I don't give a shit what he'd like. He took out my eye. And if I ever see him again, I'm going to cut open his head and I'm going to eat his brain. You think he'd like that? <laughs> Can't kill him. He's even meaner than you are. But he's not here. And he ain't coming. And no one's going to save you. He'll come for me. He will. Well, then you better tell me what I want to know. Or he can save what's left of you in a goddamn jar. So they're sitting on the boat, mm-hmm. uh, Helen and them. I love the uh, in the scene with Hopper and Anola, mm-hmm. Deacon Anola. Like he, he he's like, oh, I hear you like to draw. Yeah, and it looked like he had like some scented markers. Like he's got like the jam mm-hmm. markers. The what now? It looked like scented markers. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. smell nice. I was like, ooh <laughs> man, he's bribing hard on that shit. He he kind of has a similar approach in this scene the way he does with the Mario Brothers, where he's yeah. like, kick these handcuffs off these men. Yeah, just like that. Burr, burr. Burr, yeah, burr. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have uh, exactly. we got Costner and Helen are on the uh, boat. You know, they think they're gonna die, so we end up having a sex scene on the uh, boat. Yeah, they that got we a don't little see. Yeah, I wonder if his wiener is like fishy. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe don't know nice and slippery, no lube. Ugh. Maybe. <laughs> oh god. Maybe he just was that too much. I'm sorry. Maybe guys. just spreads a whole bunch of like sperm, sperm, sperm. Yeah, sperm. <laughs> All for some eggs. Yeah, maybe he's just like, uh, you just need to go over there and just, uh, just I'll just fertilize the Deposit some eggs. Let me, yeah. let me put my he, uh, on it. I think he goes and starts like searching the boat for stuff he can salvage. And he finds the drawing that she had made of a tree. Yeah. And compares it with that of an old Nat Geo. And he's like, which I'm like, what the fuck? He's been you seeing- have paper. Yeah, but yeah. He, no, but he, yeah, he has paper, but he has been seeing her drawing horses and trees all yes. over his fucking boat for like a week. And yeah. then he, now it just makes a fucking like, connection. Hmm. What what was she drawing on at the beginning of the movie? Was that not paper? Uh, in how does paper the adult- even exist? <laughs> you know, still it was. I, I don't know. Deep, but deep, when deep. she was making the horse drawing, well, he found it. Was it just like pieces uh, of it was metal, just pieces of whatever? But like charcoal. The, the, 
she drew on a piece of paper to give to him at that one point because that was the paper he stole from the paper guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. but the Nat Geo like I don't like Nat Geo pages have like that plastic coating on them. Uh huh. So maybe those magazines. Oh. Could. Well, you know, he didn't know what he was looking at, and then he sees this this other yeah, artifact and, that he found on the bottom of the ocean. So he's like, "Oh, it's real! Yeah, oh my god!" Yeah, and then he's like, "What the hell? We uh, I was gonna kill this child and a then day ago." What yeah. do we have? The Deus Ex Machina comes in and saves them. <laughs> yeah, I, like I think Mad I wrote Max. the uh, Moonchausen Ex Machina. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey guys! Good yeah. thing you set your boat on fire. Yeah, I love how he's like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he doesn't have a southern accent, but it's, it's just yeah. that dumb. Like, really. Like yeah. because you, if you're avoiding the smokers, He's like people ah, that are killing you, don't go to you, smoke. You don't go to smoke, yeah. right? And yeah, that yeah. was like, especially why especially the hell when, he be especially when you're in smoke? a hot air balloon gyrocopter yeah. that could be shot down. Yeah, and, and like they got one they got an airplane bullet. and yeah. bullets. Yeah, so uh, they, they end up they, saving them, taking them back to uh, a like small their base. band of uh, they got a small band of survivors. That yeah, are, like that the enforcer is there. A couple other guys. They've kind of linked up and connected their boats in like a little flotilla. Mm-hmm. And he's I like, is the word? Yeah, yeah. flotilla. And so they're all arguing, like, it's acceptable. I'm glad I got to use that word today. <laughs> they're arguing about, you know, if we're going to fight, you know, to go save Enola or not. And Kevin Costner's like, fuck this shit, I'm going. So he's loading yeah, up. Yeah, he's like, bye. He takes mm-hmm. all of their water. Did yeah. you notice that? Hmm. Yeah. He's like, I'll be back. It just grabs like the whole like 15 <laughs> jugs of water. Like, fuck you. <laughs> The uh, uh, Gregor Gregor is is looking at the uh, the paper the Mariner has and realizes uh, Enola's tattoo is coordinates but can't read the language. Yeah, she's like, oh, the numbers. Like, oh, I recognize this this writing because it's Tibetan or Asian. Asian, uh, yeah, some he's, kind yeah, of kanji. Yeah, he, he says he even says he's like yeah. l- latitude, longitude, but yeah. it's all different now. Like he's like the, it's backwards. The poles have changed or fucking whatever. Uh, this is the part where we see Deacon talking to uh, Saint Joe. Yeah, a portrait can be seen on the wall, and that of is Joe Hazelwood, Joseph yes. Hazelwood, and captain a, of the, the Exxon Valdez, the yeah. captain they all look up to. Man, that, that's a true, true thing. He was actually he was accused, but uh, he was acquitted later yeah. on. But from the big '89 oil spill yeah. of the Exxon so Valdez, this is and just, being drunk while that happened. This is kind of cool too. Uh, that's so, why all the booze are on the boat. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. I was so gonna say booze. that's, that's got to be a tie-in, right? Yeah, it's yeah. got to be a some kind of joke for that. Uh, he was accused of being intoxicated while, uh, which caused him to strike the Bly Reef, discharging 11 million gallons of oil, which was only 20% of the cargo into the Prince William Sound. Fuck. So that means the other 80% is what these dudes who salvaged the ship have been using to refine and, they only and have turning f- it into yeah, gasoline. To gasoline, which yeah. I'm kind of wondering, like, how are they making mm-hmm. these boats run just on pure yeah. They're not raw oil. There was there was a point in the story also left out of the movie where it they shows were refining their ability it. to refine it. Oh, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. just like in Mad Max when they have uh, the, these outposts set up and everybody's warring over the ability to refine the oil that they found. Well, it wasn't Mad Max. Mm-hmm. Uh, they That's were the second it, one. Weren't they using like pig manure and <clears throat> and bio and biodome? <laughs> Fucking Thunderdome. <laughs> the bio. I thought, uh, Thunderdome's <laughs> the one I've seen the least. Okay, so. I think Thunderdome. Like they were talking about using pig manure to run their vehicles. Oh. Like, Ooh. yeah. Okay. Um. Well, Costner yeah. ends up like getting to the ship. Uh, or he, ends, he, he he takes out one of the. Yeah, or, it was probably one of the salvaged um, yeah, smoker vehicles. Yeah, because they they yeah. Had, yeah they had a jet ski, so he took the jet ski. Yeah. He goes up. He like sca- convenient barefoot. <laughs> he scales a rusty oil rig. I'm like, talk about yeah. cutting your feet to fucking yeah. shreds. He yeah, gets covered the covered in barnacles. Yeah, he gets yeah. to the top. It's got reef like stuck to the bottom mm-hmm. of it too. Yeah, it was like. How is it floating? Oh, we're gonna get to the part where this just falls apart. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, 
he he goes up to the top and he kind of he's looking around and then he looks down and he sees that two other smokers on jet skis are noticing his jet ski and he just drags those fools he under. just he jumps yeah. off drag he drowns them yeah it's pretty he, it's pretty cold-hearted the way he yeah. fucks yeah, off he's just this like, whole boat mm-hmm. like, oh yeah no he he fucking loses his mind <laughs> oh i forgot to mention uh, prince william sound where all that exxon valdez oil was built mm-hmm. I, I once kayaked those waters nice mm-hmm. that was kind of fun nice anyway. little oily before after way after yeah. way after his like they did a pretty good job cleaning it up but it's still not done mm. um during this time we have uh this pretty much this scene of deacon <laughs> gathering the ranks of everybody He's, yeah, he's rallying. He's throwing cigarettes. He is he's Hitlering it up right it's now. Sort of like the the Lord Humongous scene where he's like the Ayatollah of rock and roller. Yeah, only this time he says the Deacon of the D's, and he convinces he's like we're get to work. You know we're gonna do this. We're gonna find dry land. Yeah, and he turns this boat into a fucking rowboat. Yeah, into dude, like it's a, giant... a Viking style yes. rowboat. There is no way in. Possible no? that there's hundreds of people on that possible. boat. Do you really like with all the barnacles on it? It and won't stuff? be moving fast. No, no not, not, not as fast as it looked like it was it, moving. It may not move past the tide, but it might move. No. I mean that thing. I, I, I like I like that this is. It makes me wonder. Okay, how did they <laughs> find this boat? Like, yeah. if it was, were these people up in Alaska? Because I've right. been to Valdez, and yeah, it's, but it's it a could, beautiful town. It could have floated. Oh, it could you have know, floated away after whatever away. cataclysm yeah. caused true. it to do that. Yeah, like okay. a ghost ship. Like, they just found it floating around. Yeah, true that, true that. Um, yeah, I was also thinking maybe it could be, you know, the leftover sailors from different militaries across the world. Yeah. Oh, that's true. There is you know, there is a lot of that. It could have been, like, you, yeah, perfect. Yeah. Because they could have lived on this boat for a long time. And then they got taken over by yeah. the... And just continue jumping smokers. ships and you know, whatever had the best resources. Pirates. And, yeah. This is yeah. quite. This is a pirate movie. So yeah, it is a pirate movie. Military just evolves into piracy. You know. After everybody oh, starts anarchy. rowing, um, we have this deacon, uh, Nord, <clears throat> the girl. They're all up in there, and I love this part of the, the where he's at the top of the bridge yeah. and he's overlooking underneath yeah. him. It says no smoking yeah. in big yeah, 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 fucking yeah. letters. <laughs> uh, the, they're, they're, after yeah. the some of the smokers discover their buddies are dead, the guy who makes a discovery and said Horace is dead. Yeah, that is Lee Ehrenberg who plays Pintel in the pirates movies. Hmm. You know, the two bumbling idiot pirates oh, that are yeah, sort of yeah. like R2-D2 and uh, mm-hmm. C-3PO, but in this in that world, he's the short, bald one. Oh, gotcha. And that's him there. Oh, nice. And he would look, later go on and do a bunch of stuff. He's a great actor. Nice. He was nice. in Seinfeld. Excellent. We have Kevin Costner walking down the ship in the middle of the day, <clears throat> straight up to Deacon, and here's a clip of that. I love this. This badass. So which way are we rolling? I have a goddamn clue. <laughs> Don't worry. They'll row for a month before they figure out I'm faking it. But, um, what? Oh, you want details. Well, I'm not telling these savages that we haven't solved the map yet. And I promised them results, and I'll get them if I gotta cut them out of her goddamn back. Who is that? Who is that? Maybe one of the spare rowers? Why aren't you rowing? It's him. It is him. You guys are in so much trouble. 
Well, I'll be damned. It's the gentleman Guppy. You know, he's like a turd that won't flush. I want the girl. <clears throat> you know, I thought you were stupid, friend. But I underestimated you. You were a total freaking retard. <laughs> I want the girl. That's all. Well, what on this screwed up earth makes you think that you're gonna get her? You know what this is? I drop it, you burn. We all burn. Now, wait, 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 wait. <clears throat> Let's not do anything rash here. I mean, uh, are you sure she's worth all this? I mean, she never does stop talking. She never shuts up. I noticed. What is it then, huh? It's the map. She's my friend. Golly gee, a single tear rolls down my cheek. I mean, you're gonna die for your friend. If it comes to that. He's bluffing. Look at him. No. Bluffing? He never bluffs. Shut up! I don't, I, I, you know, I don't think you're gonna drop that torch, my friend. Why not? Because you're not crazy. Oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, thank God. Awesome. So he dropped a, a flare. flare directly into the remainder of the crude oil, effectively murdering everyone it just, in the in the I literally didn't even write yeah. down what happens next. I Underneath. just wrote I wrote down explosion action packed because he yeah. literally yeah. just starts <laughs> Killing everybody and swinging on ropes, swinging a lot of ropes, <laughs> swinging a lot of ropes, swinging anything he can swing on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Deacon ends up <laughs> taking the girl and trying to get on an airplane. He ends up fucking just destroying, like ripping the airplane apart. Uh -huh. the airplane, cr which when that airplane like crashes, like it doesn't take off, but it slams into the side. I'm like, uh -huh. that girl's dead. Yeah, I thought oh, I, I was yeah. like, oh my no god, because he just he threw up a like a hook that pulled down the like the landing gear, and, and then it slams back onto the boat, and then just slams into like the hole. And I'm like, what the yeah. fuck? So <laughs> like, he gets Anola off yeah. the sinking ship, and uh, Gregor is there again, and more ropes. Yep, and uh, Deacon is also now on the rope climbing up, uh, and he gets kicked off, and he and his last two buds. They try shooting down the airship and they drop Anola out yeah. of the boat. She and she should have died from hitting the water at that fucking height. Oh, or at yeah. least, oh like, yeah. Do you think it was high enough for that? I think it was high enough to knock her like knock her wind out of her, like just oh, drown yeah, yeah. or something. <clears throat> and I then the thing is like you know, the whole time they're like, oh, don't shoot the girl, and they have like these massive <laughs> machine guns that are just really like, hard to like yeah. accurately shoot, them, like just uh, spraying. Yeah, yeah, and when, when Anola falls off, he like Costner's like tie this down. He wraps, he bungee jumps, jumps off, and you know Helen's just like, huh? And the ropes going, yeah, you He's know, like, unwrap it off, quick, tie it dummy. off. 
just yeah he he grabs her as three like jet skis are trying to all come and out of Nola at the same time he zips down grabs her bungees they all three hit each other yeah. and explode I want to know what their plan was mm. were they all just gonna ram the girl that's what I'm thinking yeah because you see uh, you just see cut that, her head off or in something. that yeah. final shot um all the explosion happened before they make uh, contact yeah. for the effect I, I guess yeah. it was pyro <laughs> and well yeah. well not 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 just the oh. quick cuts of their of their faces when there's a shot you of see the all above, three of them yeah. like hitting and then the explosion happens before they actually hit because yeah they it covers it everything off when they were filming it that's just one thing about hollywood i find hilarious it's like any kind of vehicle collision that explodes happens, boom just, instant, instant yeah Myth, mythbusters have like yeah. they busted that long time yeah. ago mm-hmm. yeah 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 um or like bullets too like bullets won't yeah. ignite gasoline yeah. has to be an yeah. open flame they've tried right? skipping it yeah they've done a bunch of different stuff for that mm-hmm. yeah it has to be an open flame <laughs> silly uh they're off to they figure out you know he figures out where uh oh here it is real quick sorry this is after the explosion <laughs> of course of course north is south south is north of course of course of course my friends look if I take a bearing from the sun and reverse the coordinates on Enola's back. What accent is that? Land is that way. <laughs> I liked him in Sister Act 2. He was like one of the monks in that. Yeah, he was good in yeah. Green Mile. He's like, Mr. Jingles. Yeah, Mr. Jingles. Yeah, he had the mouse, <laughs> mouse? right? Yeah. Hmm. They, they end up they're traveling a very long time they're running out of water and uh, Costner sees a fucking seagull and he's like yeah. oh. what the hell is that and then you see this luscious green land yeah, he's never seen a that. seagull no he's never seen I, I made the, the, blown. I, made the <laughs> I made the joke where they find the land I was like welcome to Jurassic Park because <laughs> Dude, it's literally it's the same like, I think it's the same damn valley yeah I was like you just see a, you just see a T-Rex walk by and they're like nope turn it around <laughs> yeah, shut it down this. <laughs> just an old man on a cane with the mosquito in it. Uh, spared so, no expense. <laughs> spared no expense. Who are you? Uh, Welcome to dry land. <laughs> they end up landing. Uh, they one of the they're drinking. You know, it's fresh water. There's like a stream, and they find a home with two skeletons in it. Yeah. And Anola throughout the movie, she's been humming this certain <laughs> tune. Yeah. And there's a music box. Like she walks in, doesn't even see the dead people. She just walks like, right up to the music, music box, box. What's up? Opens it, and she's like, "I'm home." And on this island, there's horses, there's birds, and mm. fucking costumes. Ooh, there's there's what horses, horses, and kind of keeping with the motif, with the motif. Well, she was drawing them, so she, yeah. you know, I'm home. Yeah, and Costner's kind of freaking out because he's he's a like he's a water Mount dude. Olympus, I don't know, but it's also really loud there. Maybe and yeah, and earlier because he was t- he tells Anola, he's like, why don't you ever shut up? He's yeah, like, yeah, if yeah. He just sat down and like listened to things. You because everything else is always louder than her. Yeah, mm. and there that place is really loud, and so. He ends up. He's building. pretty uneasy. Yeah, not feeling good. He's got a little land sickness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, his web feet don't really fit very well on dry land. He builds a. He builds another boat. Well, yeah, you don't see him build it either. It's no, just, that took a, that took a long time. There's no way he just chopped down a tree and made that boat. Like, well, that has a lot to do with this, some of the deleted scenes and I think some of the pl- the mm-hmm. plot points that were a lot more sex scenes in there. The, well, I don't know about it. No, I, I think my, my wife, like, <laughs> you see the waterfall and he's like, is he going to take a shower like a Prince of Thieves? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he's going to leave and Nola's not happy about this. She's very sad, but ends up mm-hmm. giving him the music box that was right, in the house, yeah. something to remember him by. And then 
he sails away and Enola and Helen are at the top of this cliff, which I really, uh, all I could think of was uh, the good son. I'm like, she's going to chuck that kid yeah, over the edge. Yeah. Uh, and it just, it just keeps panning out and panning and, out and, and that's panning out and that's the movie panning and out and it. panning out. <laughs> it oh yeah. It, it, just, it does keep going. Yeah. yeah. The boat doesn't even move. Like it's not even sailing away. It's just kind well, of that's just, floating there. That's just relativity, bro. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's relative. So, and that's the end of the movie. I got other yeah. Zach facts for you. Go buddy. All right. Okay. So the preferred three-hour cut of Reynolds's uh, version of the movie was drastically changed by Costner and the studio to a two-hour and fifteen-minute cut, uh, which doesn't seem like much, but forty minutes of footage can do a lot for a movie. Costner wanted an Errol Flynn-style swashbuckling character, which we essentially saw—he was doing a lot of rope swinging, just like he did in Robin Hood. Right. Um, and uh, Reynolds wanted more, was more interested in the story. He wanted it to be a big, longer epic um, about a guy who isn't quite so redeemable. Mm. You know, he's just, he's there, he's functional, he helps the story, and he gets the people who mattered most to where they need to be, uh, the MacGuffin being the little girl. <clears throat> and uh, so Reynolds wanted at least to, or have the opportunity to make his edit for the Directors Guild of America but was denied the chance um, due to uh, setbacks in the editing room, which caused him to leave the picture. So he never really got to do his version. In Reynolds' cut, or I'm sorry, uh, ABC would later broadcast an extended TV version of the film that included almost 40 minutes of those deleted scenes, which explains more about the world, its inhabitants, the smokers and their religious beliefs, and their ability to refine crude oil. Uh, the um, shot of the mountain is actually uh, the point of Everest where there is a the plaque that was set there by the explorers in yeah, 1953. Yeah, I remember yeah. seeing that version on television like yeah. as a kid. So I'm like, yeah. I know this, like, the movie was just way too short. And so that, uh, while, again, never explicitly stated in the movie, it does confirm that the coordinates on her back are that of Mount Everest. And if you were to take those numbers on film and, and translate them yourself, it would be exactly wherever. Yeah. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> there uh, were, sorry, where was I? The shot of the uh, Everest plaque confirming the dry land's location, and then there were other scenes that tied up uh, some of the other loose ends. There was even a fan edit that, has, that was going around called Waterworld the Ulysses Cut uh, in an attempt to complete the film as intended. And in an unexpected turn, the original distributor officially sanctioned this fan edit by releasing it in a box set with the other two versions, with the Ulysses cut getting an HD remaster and not just being cobbled together like oh, a nice. Franken film. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> in the original ending, the Mariner isn't leaving because he's uneasy being on land, but rather to seek out and find other mutants like himself. Uh, and in the extended cut... He's uh, as he's about to set sail. Helen tells him of the story of Ulysses as a farewell gift, suggesting that it should be his name since he has none. And going back to your mm. Odyssey story, yeah, I yeah. think all those pieces are there, gentlemen. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, I this, would definitely agree with that, sir. This comes down to the point where we rate this movie. Mm. So <laughs> we do it out of five ducks. So, all right, Mark, what do you think is your duck rating for this movie? It, it really all depends, like, on different aspects, because, you know, like we were talking about, there are a lot of different plot holes and, you know, holes in the development of characters, and 
uh, whatnot. But at the same time, it was also a very entertaining, um, very visually stimulating. Um, you know, it's hard to really rate a movie, in my opinion, because <laughs> it's all about like the individual, what the indiv- individual takes away from it. Right. You know, because we could look at something and be like, oh, this is dumb, but somebody could be the most inspired, you know, about the things that we just kind of overlook. Right. Um, so I guess overall, like the movie for me is entertaining. Like it's fun. Like there's a lot going on. Um, you know, there's a lot of interesting concepts just to, you know, think about and, you know, to be inspired about. Um, and definitely, especially if you're like, you're looking for something just to, I guess, you know, raise your spirits, you know, that, you know, action adventure, you know, the hero overcoming all odds type of thing really does have a value and, um, you know, helping people, I guess, you know, bounce back from, let's say, depression or anxiety. Yeah. You know, seeing a character and putting yourself into the shoes of that character that is, you know, overcoming these odds and pushing forward and, you know, c- overcoming the darkness and the evil that's mm-hmm. in this world, um, you know, I think is, is very important. I think that's what art really, you know, truly has value in us because it, it you know, awakens, you know, the stronger elements in our own selves and our hearts and our psyches. Um, overall... Like, yeah, I liked it, but it sucked. <laughs> it sucked. It really sucked. Like, as a film, like, let's just be honest. Like, all yeah. the, you know, the different things that you pointed out, all the holes and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it could definitely have been a better movie, um, but it wasn't entirely bad. So you'd give it, like, you're right in the middle, pretty much. Pretty much. Okay. Maybe just a little above middle. So, so sorry, probably three. I give it, like, a three. Say. Maybe a 3.5. 3.5? 3. 3. 3.5. Fish? I want to give it... Uh, I was sitting at three, but I, th- I think, yeah, I'm going to stick with three ducks because the official version isn't what I would like. I want to watch the Ulysses cut. I might give the Ulysses cut four ducks. Yeah, I think, I, I, like, because rewatching this, the same, yeah. I mean, rewatching it, it has been a long time since yeah. I had seen it. And I was like, something's, because even when I saw yeah. two minutes, 15, oh, two hours, 15, I'm like, this mm. isn't right. I mm. I remember this being really long, yeah. really long. And yeah, it's, I'm going to have to agree with It's long for what it is. Yeah, but I remember it being longer. Because the pacing isn't there. I remember know? it being like Braveheart long. You know, oh, <laughs> like three okay. hours. Yeah, yeah. Like, I remember it being a good chunk of your day. Yeah, I think this movie suffers from obviously all of the the problems it had in its production. Mm-hmm. People were walking off, crew members were walking off the set. Um, you know, there was there was people getting injured and you getting heat stroke and there's just there was so much that plagued it that there's no reason this movie should exist uh, as good yeah. as it is in any capacity mm-hmm. because of those True. reasons. And like most movies that I find the silver lining with, I found it on this one as well. And, uh, you know, it's, it's hard, it's hard making movies, man. And, and so I don't, I don't uh, wish those kinds of hardships on anybody, but I think just like with Mario brothers, that was a super troubled fiasco. And I think anybody who looks on, looks at the finished product now can at least see that there's something of a redeeming quality there Mm -hmm. for it. No doubt. And movies like this aren't made like this anymore. We still get big action adventures and stuff, but we don't get these giant set pieces that immerse immerse the actors within it and gives you that lived-in world feel Mm -hmm. that that has good world building, although the world building in this one was a little lackluster. But again, yeah, this was a product uh, of the 90s, of the uh, late 80s, early 90s, and really the last of its kind for the most part. Mm. 
I concur. Agreed. Um, I give it three stars uh, because it is it is highly entertaining. Ducks. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Three ducks. Hmm. Uh, and quack, quack, quack. I believe we have a return special. We do. I'm not done with mine. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, it's it's extremely entertaining, but the acting is just it, to me it's wretched. Yeah. Kevin Costner. It's the worst acting I've ever seen that man do in this film. It's the it, maybe the cut that we watched. It's just the character is not. You don't really get a very insight into him. Yeah. He's very. Mm-hmm. He's just one sided, mm-hmm. and that's really about it. I mean, yeah. you see some growth, but it's a one. Keanu Reeves growth. could have done this better in the '90s. Yes, yeah. yeah, he definitely could have done this better. So yeah, we do. Um, it's been a while since we've had a, a, a critic, our critic boy, Pronto, on here. Um, it's a long review. It's a very long review. So here it is. When Napoleon Dynamite came out, within five minutes, I said, "That's the chick from Waterworld." And it was a great movie. Nice, short, and sweet. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, pronto. boy. <laughs> um, I do want to say uh, we haven't really chosen our next movie, but I think I'm going to do a poll because okay. I have some stuff written down in there. Um, right, I, will, right. I will give you two of the movies that will be on the poll. Uh, one of them is Maximum Overdrive. Oh, yes. Um, and the other one is Pleasantville. <laughs> oh, snap. All right, two very, you know what to vote for. Two very different movies. You so, know exactly what to vote for. Uh, I think I'm just going to have those two up. Um, and it ain't the one with Tobey Maguire. <laughs> I do want to do Pleasantville. At some point, yeah, though. I would too. Um, but it, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just do Maximum Overdrive then. Does that work? Uh, or do you want me to do the poll? Let's do Maximum Overdrive. Let's, we're going to do Maximum Overdrive. I got a few ideas. Uh, we'll throw another idea from the poll yeah. for the following we'll do, Yeah, we'll do it. We'll, we'll do it. Yeah, we'll do a poll later. Um, other than that, guys, uh, thanks for listening in. Uh, thank you, Mark, for joining us. Yep, thanks for having me, guys. Of course. Um, I've been... I'm Josh. I have been the fish <laughs> yet again. And I am Mark. And he so, is Mark. Once again, also. So uh, don't forget to uh, like us on Facebook and all that jazz. Yeah. And we'll check s- us out on there. Out. We talk movies all the time. Twitter, Instagram. All that jazz. All the Grammys. All yeah. the social meets. Twitter at Duck and the Usher. And uh, Instagram at Duck and the Usher. Yep. Facebook at Facebook.com slash Duck and the Usher. <laughs> Facebook.com and Duck and the Usher. Duck talk to us. We'll talk to you back. Yeah. We're definitely, uh, Fish has been really good about doing that stuff and I've been chiming in too. Bye, guys. Suck my balls. Peace.